Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backstage Pass radio program. My name is Diva Tanya. Today is Friday, September 18th, 2015. And right off the bat, I have to say happy birthday to my dad, Chet Soderquist. He is 69 years old today. I am lucky to have a very young dad, and uh, he is over in Boston on the other side of the country. So I just wanted to say happy birthday to my dad. And uh, he's probably not even listening, to be honest. (laughs) But I just wanted to say happy birthday to him and start off the show. Now, today you're going to notice that I am doing something a little bit different. Usually on Fridays at noon, I have my lunchtime concert series where I feature music from around the globe. And today I'm taking a a brief little break from that to do something a little bit different. I uh, I am having a co-host on the show today who I'm going to introduce in just a, a few minutes. And she and I are going to be starting a new program um, on the Backstage Pass radio program. Once a month, we'll be uh, launching a new show called Downsized Divas. And we're doing a little sneak peek of that program today. So I'm going to introduce her in just a few minutes. I'm going to run down you know, my normal introduction and notes and all of that stuff really quickly. And then I'm going to have her on the program. And then we're going to have lots to talk about. We have a great show for today. We're going to have, hopefully, people calling in. Oh, I have to open the live chat in just a second, which I'm going to do. Uh, actually, I'll do that right now. I'm going to launch it. And, and then anybody who wants to join our live chat, I'm going to tell you how to do that. Uh, that's opening up right now. But if you go to the radio show page, there's a couple different ways that you can do that. The first is that you've saw, you've probably seen the link for this specific show posted in a bunch of different places. If you click on that and then you scroll down to the bottom of that page, you'll see that there's a live chat uh, module there. You can just sign in there either as a guest or if you go to if you're usually on Blog Talk Radio, then you probably have a username. You can sign in with your username there, or you can just sign in as a guest. Or you can go directly to the radio show page, which is backstagepassradio.com. And if you go there, you can just scroll down again to the bottom of the page, sign in as a guest or with your username, and the live chat will be on the bottom of the page there. So the live chat will be open. It's connecting right now, and it might take a minute or two, but it will be open in just a minute. And uh, so if you don't see it open right now, just give it a minute or two, and then you can sign in. The other thing that we're going to do is welcome um, callers onto the program. We would love to hear from you today to call.
Okay. I am. Uh, hello? I don't know. Hello, Dagny. I, don't, I hope that you've covered for me. Have you? I, I can hear you. I called in on Skype, uh, but I'm hearing some really bad echo. Okay. Well, I am, I, I'm on my headphones. And first of all, apologies to everybody. Exactly when I started to talk, my internet went down. Of course. Of course, I have no idea what just happened there. It was a complete cacophony over here. My my internet went down. And there were people at my door. I have no idea what just happened. Um, I don't know. Were you talking at all? I couldn't hear anything. My my everything went down. The internet completely went down. So no, I, I couldn't I, get on. No, I I was muted and I was oh. listening to your very nice introduction, and then uh, the. The special blog talk radio page that I was logged in on because I was going to be your your host uh, told me host disconnected, so I figured it wasn't <laughs> me. I was just uh, feeling bad for you, girl. I was feeling bad oh, for you. Well. Okay, well, apologies to everyone. So we've started off with a bang. <laughs> well, you so, know what? I would like to disconnect from Skype and call back in through the special blog talk radio number again. I think I'll get better quality. So okay, you go ahead I'm, and do that. I'm, I'm hearing a very, very severe echo. So I'm going to hang up and try calling back in through blog talk radio. Hopefully I'll be okay. right back in a minute, folks. Okay, thanks a bunch. And I'm going to pick up where I left off, and, and then I'll I'll get you back on here and give you a proper introduction. Great. Okay, thanks. So for everybody else, my apologies. I have no idea what just happened. I, you know, I don't even really know where I left off there. I think I said happy birthday to my dad, and that was about as far as I got. And I, and I do apologize. I have, you know, I called in through Skype, and I tried to open up the, the chat, which I'm actually really scared to try and do again, because as soon as I did that, everything just sort of shut down on me, which has never happened before. I, I, I honestly don't even know uh, what went on there. But I think what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to wait until Dagny is actually on the show with me as the co-host, and then um, and then I'll open up the chat after that. And then that way... If that should if that weirdness should happen again, at least she'll be on with me, and then uh, I can jump back on after that. So if if you could just um, hang on, stick tight for just a couple minutes, and I will open that chat um, so everybody can come on in and say hello. Uh, I will open that in just a couple of minutes. Um, so I apologize for the delay on that. But let me just run through my my intro announcements, and then I will um, I will introduce Dagny, and we can get started with the conversation for today. I Again, thanks for, for hanging in there. I, I appreciate it. So, again, you're listening to the Backstage Pass radio program, our very professional <laughs> uh, program here on Fridays at noon. Normally, I do my lunchtime concert series, and that is every Friday at noon, Pacific Standard Time here in L.A. Uh, today, we're doing a special sneak peek into Downsized Divas. We're talking about... The program is really, uh, we're, we're creating it to, for those of you who don't know, um, I had gastric bypass surgery about eight years ago. It'll be, actually, it's about seven and a half, eight years in, in March of 2016. And uh, I used to weigh 320 pounds. I am now uh, slightly away from my, my lowest, which was 165. I'm uh, about six pounds away from that right now. I, I gained mm, 30 pounds last year because I'm in that lovely phase of middle age where you know, I'm fast approaching. I'm in perimenopause, fast approaching menopause, which is so sexy, isn't it? Uh, so I I gained some weight 
the stress and that and some medications and stuff. So I've uh, over the summer been working to take that off and I'm about six pounds away from my goal of 165 again. So, um, but I'm doing pretty well. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But the program is, uh, we want to just really focus on health and wellness. And, and of course, my, my life is, is very uh, weight loss surgery centric because as a post-op, I have to be really cautious, uh, uh, cautious, not cautious, but, you know, focused on my life and, and my nutrition and uh, wellness around that. So my life is sort of centric around that, but, but also on just, um, you know, being a middle-aged woman. God, that sounds awful. But, uh, you know, and just a 40-plus woman in general. So just wellness, weight loss, um, weight loss surgery. And, and I'm really into just skincare and, and fashion and things like that. So I'm sure we'll have all of those things. But um, but Dagny is, is um, she works with Downsize Fitness. And it's an online uh, Downsize Fitness at home. Downsize at home is a uh, a fitness store. She's going to tell you all about this, but it's a it's really a pretty revolutionary um, fitness program that you can do at your home, and it's it's really geared towards people who may not be people who would generally go to a gym. And so we've created this. Uh, they've created this this really fantastic campaign um, that we're calling Downsize Divas. And so we're going to talk more about that a little bit later, later. And the radio program is going to be Downsize Divas as well. And we're going to talk more about that. So, um, that's coming up. And today's program is sponsored by my lovely friends at Wellest Liquid Vitamins and Supplements. I do some writing for them as well, some freelance writing, and they're at wellest.com, W-E-L-L-E-S-S-E.com, and also Downsize at Home. They're making weight loss fun and providing real results at any weight, any ability, and anyone can exercise at home. Downsizeathome.com. Again, we'll talk more about that in just a minute. I would love for you to join the mailing list. You can go to my blog, divatanyablog.com. My name is spelled T-A-U-N-I-A. And on the right-hand side, you'll see this little stamp that has a monkey on it. That's MailChimp. And I would love for you to join my mailing list. You can just click on that and just provide me with your first name and your email list. I mean, your email, and I will put you on the list. I only send out a newsletter maybe once a month. Sometimes it's not even that often, and I never share your info. I would love for you to be on my list. And if you can follow me on social media, that would be awesome. You can pretty much find me anywhere at DivaTanya, D-I-V-A-T-A-U-N-I-A, all one word. And I already said happy birthday to my dad. And also, if you are in the Inland Empire area in um, Southern California, my next live performance, I'm going to be at the Town Square Bandshell in Ontario, California, next Friday, September 25th. The show is with the Ontario Chafee Show Band and will be performing September-themed music. It's an outdoor performance. The band show is really beautiful. They serve, it's a free show. It's outdoors. They have free Starbucks coffee and cookies. And it's it's really a beautiful venue and it's outside. And the weather is thankfully um, a lot nicer now. We had a huge heat wave last week that was awful, but uh, it's, the air at night is much nicer now, so it should be a really a really nice show. We would love for you to come out and uh, and hear the music next Friday, uh, nine twenty-five. I believe it's at seven o'clock. It's a Friday night, so come on out and, and see the show. 
And uh, I also have a new um, voice and piano subscription video series that's coming out. So you can get on the mailing list for that. Or you can check out my website at divatanya.com. The website right now that's up is um, is my old website. The new one is launching next week. So you'll see the new website at divatanya.com. So that, I believe, are that's all the, the you know, the intro messages that I had to give you. And now, without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my co-host of the program, author of Powerful Hunger and website PowerfulHunger.com. She's part of Downsize Fitness, Downsize at Home. My my good friend and sassy, sassy writer, author, and just diva of all things, straight, what's, what's the, straight talk, that's what I was going to say. Um, my good friend, Dagny Kite. Welcome to the show, Dagny. Oh, my goodness. What an introduction. <laughs> well, you know. Wow. I like, I like to be and, and I'm really here now, aren't I? You are really here. You are. You are I'm really here. here. We finally have all kinds of technical issues behind us, and and we're really here. And Don't thank you so much that. for that. Uh, Don't great say that, my God! I'm about to open the chat, and you know that you've just you've you. Oh wait, it's open. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's open. I think I saw it, and I realized that I needed to be either on like the special co-host page or the show page, and I couldn't take a peek at the chat because I can't have both windows open. So. I can I cannot see the chat. If I go to the chat, it starts playing the show. But I'm 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 already called in with like a special co host line, so I I cannot see the chat. I'm scared to open it because I don't want weird things to start happening. <laughs> hey, I've been dis. Connected again. Oh, for the love of God. You're back. <laughs> I'm back. I have no idea why I keep getting dropped. I, this is the, the most bizarre thing. This has never happened before, but don't say it again. You, we were not going to jinx it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Blame That's me. Okay. I, you know, That's okay. Say, I blame Dagny. I really do. <laughs> that's ha, gonna be our tagline. Yeah, that's gonna be our tagline. Okay, so okay. I, I hopefully fingers crossed we won't we won't have an issue again. Um so, yeah, this is so bizarre. That's that's honestly never happened before. But but hopefully it, it did just it got sort of auto dial me back in. So folks, should it happen again, just hang in there and hopefully I'll, I'll be back in. But let me just um, let me just remind people just really quickly before we sort of launch into everything, and I'll I'll, I'll have to you know and I'll, I'll I'll sort of just interject with this every once in a while too. The live chat is open, and so for anybody who missed this at the beginning of the program, to get into the live chat, all you need to do is if you if you've come in either through the regular URL, which is backstagepassradio.com, or if you've clicked on through the direct URL to this program. If you scroll down a little bit on the show page, you'll see that there's a live chat happening on the on the page. You can either join the chat as a guest, or if you are a regular on Blog Talk Radio, you have a user name, um, you can log in either way and join the chat there. 
You can also call into the program, um, and right now we'll um, we're probably not going to take calls for a couple minutes. But once once we start um, talking about some of the the topics on the show, we'll definitely take some calls. Now, just just so people know, there's there's two different ways that the names show up on the switchboard. If you're calling in on Skype, your your Skype name will show up on our switchboard. So we'll 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 say you know we'll say welcome to the show by your your Skype name. If you're calling in on either a landline or a cell phone, will your phone number will show up. So I'll probably um, introduce you by either your your area code or maybe your area code and the first three numbers of your phone number because I don't want to give your whole phone number out. So just so you know, that's how we'll introduce you because otherwise I, I won't know how to introduce you. So um, And we definitely welcome phone calls as well. So um, the, the phone number for the show is actually on the show page, but I'm going to give that out really quickly as well. The, the phone number is 347 857 2052 and when you call in you just press 1 to speak to the host and you'll be put on hold and then we'll introduce you um, once we start taking calls. You can also listen to the show that way as well. So um, that's my quick little blurb and now I'm going to hand it over to Dagny who's going to talk to you about the Downsized Divas radio program and what we're doing. So Dagny, it's all you. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Well, thanks. Um well, you know, I have been working with Downsize at Home for several months now. Uh, I'm here in Chicago. I'm with Downsize Fitness. It's a specialty gym that caters exclusively to overweight people. It's a great concept uh, because it creates an environment that makes it comfortable for overweight people to come to the gym. Um, there are, it's, it's not a typical gym. There are no super fit people, uh, you know, jumping around and working out super hard around here. It's, it's, this is exclusively overweight people here. We have members who have lost 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 150. We have people who come to this gym who are 400 pounds, 500 pounds, in fact, somebody in particular that I'd like that I'm going to be talking about later, young man named Chris. When he came here, he weighed 547 pounds. Wow. He lost about 200 pounds, and you know what he did? He went on a cross-country bike trip and he rode wow. the whole country for about two and a half months. How about? Took him two and a half months, and uh, the owner of the gym was just so proud of him and so happy for him that he uh, sponsored the trip, he funded the trip, but it was not done for any kind of promotion for the gym or anything. Uh, In fact, when I talked to Chris about it, he didn't even really keep a journal or take many pictures or anything um it it was just something for him to do as as like a wonderful reward for all his work um and he he's one of those types of people that he is just on his bike constantly like uh, he just lives on his bike he always rides his bike here he is still about uh 300 pounds or so um but uh you know he's but 200 he was, pounds is a whole he person he like lost a whole person pounds. wow and here's here's something interesting. He told me that when he did the trip in the two and a half months, 
he only lost about an additional 30 pounds from doing but, the so, trip. So so he lost 30 pounds just from the trip, and the rest of his weight was from the gym. Yes, and uh, he did a lot of research. He was telling me about um, the uh, a bike shop that he goes to here in Chicago, helped mm-hmm. him with the planning and um, choosing the proper bike, and just just he he did all the proper type of advanced planning that you have to do. Um, sure. Got out there and did the ride in two and a half months, and lost an additional thirty pounds or so. And he continues to be on his bike every day. He's I'm at the gym right now. I'm in my office at the gym, um, and mm-hmm. I think he's here because he is into very big weightlifting these days. And when I start hearing some really loud noises, I know that's when the guys are here doing the uh, the squat rack and the really big barbells, and they're seeing how much weight they can load up. And then they drop the weights, and the whole building shakes. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, you know, he just, he changed his lifestyle completely, which as you and I have discussed, and which uh, we're going to be talking about later, you know, to lose, if you need to lose 100 pounds or more, you need to take a very serious approach. You have to get, um, have to put some planning into it. You have to put some structure into it. Um, and we're we're going to be talking about that. Let me let me talk a little bit about downsize at home real quick. Um, it is at downsizeathome.com, mm-hmm. and the concept was developed by the owner of Downsize Fitness, and he he started with the basic idea what it is. If you go to it and check it out, I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks are familiar with services like uh, Daily Burn and Skimble and various other kinds of online workout videos. Of course, we've and all seen the Beachbody video. I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt you for a second, but I'm just going to let listeners know that while you're talking, I'm going to actually put the URL in the chat, and I'm also going to post it on Twitter and Facebook on my account. So if you look Great. on Twitter, at the Vitania and at the Vitania on Facebook, I'll post the Downsize, downsize at Home um, URL. Downsizeathome.com. Yes, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks I'm very much. I'm right now. Sure. Um, what it is, is we do 30-minute daily workout videos, but with our actual members from the gym. These are people who are trying to lose 50 pounds, maybe even 100 pounds. Um, we shoot the 30-minute workout session all in all in one take, so to speak. Nothing gets edited. So it's real. If, uh, if our folks in the videos are having some trouble, if they're getting tired, you see them getting sweaty, you see them mm-hmm. trying to get the form correct. And if anything, I tell the trainers and I tell the folks who appear in the videos, it's actually perfectly fine if somebody's having some difficulty because then the trainer will discuss what they're doing and how many folks out there who will watch that video might be having that same trouble and will learn how to do the exercise correctly. Um, when I was very overweight, I, you know, my highest weight was 340 pounds. Learning to exercise was one of the absolute most difficult things I dealt with. The last thing I wanted to do was walk into a gym 
and try to talk to a trainer. And first of all, I didn't even want to be in a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and <okay>. I, was, <laughs> I was really, and you know what? I'm, I'm a super confident, very assertive kind of person, but even I did not want to go talk to trainers. You know, you got to admit, we trainers are usually the kinds of people who've been athletic all their lives very into sports mm-hmm. um when when we were growing up they were the kid who got picked first for the team i was the kid who got picked last for the team <laughs> right right they, they so, don't you know, know they don't know what it's like to be us <laughs> yeah there's an awful lot of really nice very caring people in the training business but y- you have to know who to talk to right. um and it's it's really difficult to just walk into some gym and say, I want to talk to a trainer and say, I need to lose 100 pounds. You have no idea what kind of program they're going to want to try to put you on or sell you on. And But just physical activity, um, I felt physically very limited. I, I can look back now and see how little I really knew. Um, I tell you, here's here's something that I am not ashamed to admit nowadays. I am not ashamed to tell this story. Um, there is a fitness center in my building. It's one of the reasons I moved into my building. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went down there, and I was determined to try to start doing some kind of working out. And they had a machine down there called a new step. It's a recumbent stepper. Mm-hmm. And I found out later it's widely used in rehab. It's used for elderly people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it actually was a good choice for me. So I decided I would start trying the new step. Well, I get on the thing and I use it for one minute. <laughs> I did one whole minute on the new step. And let me tell you, I'm huffing and puffing. I'm choking. I'm coughing. One minute on the new step. Well, that was my workout. (laughs) Well, now, okay, in fairness, I'll say I did go back the next day and do another minute and the next day and the next day and gradually do more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But my point is going to be, you know, I knew so little back then that I didn't even realize that there would have been no problem. (laughs) Do a minute. And then take a break, even if I had to wait for five minutes to get my breath back, and then do right. another minute. You know, it never even occurred to me. Right. That's right. doing doing a minute when you've never done a minute is something, you know. And and that's that's something too. But but I get your point, you know. It's, yeah. And, oh, I can take you know, a break and do another minute. <laughs> yeah. It, it it didn't even dawn on me. I didn't think of it all. Didn't think of right, it at all. Right, and exactly. years later, uh, after I had lost the weight and I was working at a brokerage, um, I got pretty close with the president of the brokerage, uh, weighed 400 pounds when I started working there. He lost about 100. Um, and I'll never forget, now keep in mind, this is my boss. This is the owner of the, the company I'm working for, all excited to come in one day and tell me about how he ran for an entire minute on a treadmill. And he was so thrilled out of his mind to tell me that. He was so proud, so excited. 
And but you I know can what? totally relate to that. I can. Yeah. I can totally relate to it. Yeah. Well, downsize at home. Our trainer who appears in the videos, um, you're going to see two trainers in the videos now. We're going to be moving to a format where we will be working only with uh, the young woman. Her name is Chelsea. Right now, you'll see some workouts with Chelsea and a trainer named Matt. Um, but in mm-hmm. another few weeks, it's going to be only Chelsea. They have both been working for a long time now with very overweight people. So that is their focus. They explain specifically how to do the exercises. They are intended for people of any ability, any weight to be able to do them. And here's the real difference. We provide modifications for every exercise a low-impact version, and a high-impact version. Do the one that works for you. And the um, responses that we're hearing from people, and again, this is something makes us very different. On the Facebook page, in emails, in the live chat that I have, people will get in touch with us and they'll say things like, I was able to do five minutes of this workout. I'm so proud of myself. I was able to do 10 minutes of this workout. I've never done anything like this before. I finally found a workout I feel like I could actually do. I think I can do 30 minutes eventually. And you know what? That's fine. If you can do five minutes, 10 minutes, heck, if you can do one minute, that's exactly what this is. And, you know, I think that a lot of us, and this has happened to me too, you look at those workouts like Beachbody or Daily Burn, and it's a whole bunch of super fit people who are jumping around, doing absolutely perfect form. You try to do it, and you feel like you can't keep up for 30 seconds. Right. So, you know, that, this, that stuff is geared for people who have already been working out and doing physical activity at a level that's much higher than people who just have not. So this you know, downsize at home is really geared towards people who were like us, you know, and so I think that that's why downsize is really just so great because it's it's a, it's geared towards people who need to start somewhere, you know, and and yeah. so and and for, so for the thing that I also like uh, two things, and and we talked a little bit about this the other day, you know, um, we were joking about the the um, the movie with with Bette Midler. Um, what was it? Ruthless yes. people. Yes. Yeah. So and and so that was the movie back in the eighties. And for for anybody who hasn't seen it, who's maybe younger than us, um, there was, you know, she was she was it married to Danny DeVito, and then she was kidnapped for ransom, and she was chained in the basement. It's actually a really funny movie, but so she and she ended up losing all this weight because she was chained in the basement, and she's like working out with all this stuff that was just in the house, like the chains and like jugs of water and a broomstick, and so she was just using stuff that was in the house, and she yeah, lost she all this weight. Yeah, she was just trying to pass time. She didn't have anything to do down in the basement. Right. She was just trying to pass time. And um, she, the, in the story, in the movie, the whole plot twist is that when she, oh, and the people who kidnapped her are like vegans and stuff, and they feed her really good quality food, and she's down there exercising, and she loses weight for the first time in her life, and she's so excited that she loves and her And she kidnapper. looks amazing, yeah. And you yeah. were saying how, how crazy it was that back then they were vegans, which was so, like, not in trend back then. Yeah. And, it would have yeah. been really nutty. 
really but naughty. We were talking about how that is sort of similar to these videos and why it's so great is that you don't have to have all of this like crazy exercise equipment to do these videos. You know, there's some simple things that you can have at home, but but there's also these modifications that you can do um, that are really simple and easy to follow along with. And that you you guys are also going to be um, making more videos that don't require a lot of exercise equipment. So a, a lot of right. really easy to just get started right away. And um, right. And and that's just such a great thing as well. So that you don't have to invest all this money in in this like you know in these DVDs and this fancy equipment. You don't need all that stuff. No, you don't need any of that. And um, that's something that we're focusing on. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more no-equipment workouts, and we're going to be doing workouts that include very simple equipment. If you're not ready to go out and buy even a simple pair of dumbbells yet, um, that you can just you just need a gallon jug, save a gallon jug and fill it with water, fill it halfway, and then maybe fill it all the way, and it'll get heavier. Um, workouts with using a broomstick, um, using anything in your house that you might step on, uh, even a couple of phone books or something, if you still actually have phone books. Um, just keeping it simple, we're going to be doing workouts with no going down to the floor, all standing up. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you, but if I used to get, if I ever tried to get down on the floor at 340 pounds, it was a big production for me to get back up. Are you kidding me? Oh. It's still a problem. It's still tough to get down to the floor. Are you kidding me? My yeah. knees crack. <laughs> and I dance. So, so we're going to have exercise. Uh, we're going to have the 30-minute sessions with no going down on the floor. We're also going to be having um, all sitting workouts. We just started working with a young lady who is 365 pounds at five foot one. So and she has been diagnosed with diabetes and sleep apnea. She's only 21 years old. We're so proud to be able to start working with her and get to help her. And I hope that we can make a very significant difference in her health in the coming months. Um, she's going to be appearing in the videos. So when we say any size, any ability, we really mean it. Um, I like to say this is daily burn for the rest of us. This is this is real, uh, real workouts for anybody, no matter where you're starting from. But if you make a little progress, we've got you covered there, too. Um, the workouts, you'll notice there's some folks in yellow shirts. They're the beginners. And then there's some workouts with folks in blue shirts. The workouts are actually very similar. Um, when you get to the blue shirt level, that's for folks who can pretty much keep going. Hey, I think we've been disconnected again. I bet nobody can hear me. I'm seeing host disconnected.
Okay, Dagny, are you back on? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. I had to call in on my cell phone because there is something wrong with my internet line. So I apologize again, everybody. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm, I'm in a heated battle with Time Warner Cable, so... I I I I am so sorry about all of this the, the um, interruptions today, but Dagny, go ahead and continue on. I I I really apologize. Go ahead. Well, you know what? I have no idea exactly when it was. Now I'm I'm on a special screen that let me that it says it's a direct connection, and I've got a great big on air or disconnected notice. And I had looked away, and when I happened to look over, it said disconnect. Excuse me, disconnected again. And I just waited a few, couple minutes, and then it went back to on air, and here we are. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really, I, I don't know where I was. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Let's talk about Downsize Divas. Let's tell everybody what the Downsize Diva program is going to be. Um, what we'd like to do is give the opportunity to four to six people who are uh, who would like to motivate and inspire others. Um, by participating in um, downsize at home workouts at home, that's you do you doing it yourself at home, um, mm-hmm. and sharing your weight loss and fitness journey through uh, blogging, through social media, being interviewed right here with Diva Tanya and talking about your experience, uh, both. Uh, what's easy, what's difficult. We want to hear the realities of it, the true story. Uh, just like Downsize at Home is, is real, um, we, we want to hear your real stories um, and share with everyone uh, what you're going through. Um, and if you click the link to, uh, let's see, you, you provided the link somewhere, I think, Tanya, right? I did. On the episode um, description, if you click on, well, there's a couple things, actually. Let, let's talk about that first. So, you know, if you want to be one of the people that are starring in the campaign, um, it, on the episode description, and we'll put this, again, I'll, I'll put the links um, on the Twitter account and on Facebook, and I'm sure you'll post it as well. Um, but on the episode description, it says you can apply here, and you'll see apply here is highlighted. If you click right on those words, it'll bring you directly to the application. But we'll also post that later on social media. Um, but it's just a one-page application. It'll tell you everything you need to know about what the campaign is and um, the, all of the things that you're going to get, which, by the way, if you do apply and, you, and you're accepted, you're going to get a lot of free swag, a lot of free stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. a lot of really great stuff, and it's always going to be different. You're not going to get, you know, like, hey, here's a free shake for you. It's not that kind of stuff. It's, like, really good stuff. So, um, yeah, a free monthly subscription to Downsize at Home. And we definitely want to hear what you think about the service and um, what you like about it, even what, you know, any suggestions you might have about it. Um, Through Downsize Fitness, you'll receive counseling by Skype call or on the phone, whatever works with you, um, with our personal trainer, Chelsea, so you can ask questions, get any help that you'd like from her. You will get to work with Jen Sapko, our nutritionist. And Christine Lynn, our weight loss counselor. And, you know, we'll, we'll arrange for 
um, you know, what it is that you feel you need. This, we're not going to treat this like, well, you get X amount of time with them and that's it. Um, no, we, we really want to help you with what you need. Um, so after your initial conversation with each of them, and we'll arrange it at your convenience, um, you know, we'll, we'll be keeping in touch with you and see what you need. Um, now, as Tanya said, you're going to be getting fabulous gift bags of all kinds of great stuff. And uh, so what do we expect of you? What will you do to, as, uh, as part of the program? Um, you'll be inspiring and motivating others by sharing your story. We just want to hear about your experience and what it's like for you, what's working, what's difficult. Uh, we want to share your success. We want to share your struggle. Um, we we want to hear about it. We want to. We would like to share with everyone what's the real life experience. Right, because we. You still there? Uh oh. Don't tell me I lost you again. I think I lost Dagny. Did I lose everybody? That can't be. Cannot be. I lost Dagny. Okay, well, it looks like I think that I'm still online. I'm I'm not sure what happened to Dagny. We're having all sorts of trouble today. I'm so sorry, everybody. But, um, yeah, we want to hear about everybody and uh, and your experience. And we don't expect that it's going to be sunshine and roses the entire time. Everybody goes through a struggle, and we want to hear about that. Dagny, I'm not sure if you are still there or not. I'm going to mute you and then unmute you and see if you are coming back online. But it looks like you are not. So hopefully you're going to bring back in at some point. Um, but, yes, so but we're going to help you along the way. But really we want somebody who's going to help inspire other people as well. So if, if you go to the website, you're going to see a couple different things. And the other thing is I'm going to actually back up for a second because in addition to um, hearing about your story, we actually want to hear from you guys that are listening what day and time would be the best time for us to actually have the program, have the people on to listen to. So when you go to the episode page, there's a couple different links on here. The first thing you're going to see is, uh, if you scroll down, let's see, let me look at what we've written here. Um, we have talked about, okay, the first thing that we wrote is, first we want to hear from you about what day and time works best. And we're going to enter you into a raffle to tell us that. We're going to give away a goodie bag that, um, we're not going to tell you what's in the goodie bag, but there's going to be some good stuff. I have a bunch of things to throw in there, and we're going to do a raffle. If you will just let us know what day and time works best. We created a Google Doc, which is just basically go on and check off what day and time you like best. Um, and let us know, okay, well, I would listen on this day and this time. And then you put in your first name and your email address, and then we're going to throw all those names and email addresses into a raffle, and we're going to select one person, and that person is going to win a goodie bag full of stuff. It's super easy. It's going to take you two seconds to let us know that. But that information will be pretty invaluable to us to let us know when you would most likely listen to the show. Remember, we're only going to do the show once a month, unless you guys are like, we want to hear it all the time, which I know you're going to totally say, right? <laughs> so, um, and that's when, uh, and that's when we'll probably end up airing each month. So that would be really, really helpful. 
And um, I'm not sure what happened with Daphne. This has been like just a comedy of errors today. This is, honest to goodness, I know there's a lot of people that are listening today that have not normally listened to my program because I've made some some new pals in a group that I joined recently. So I, I know that some of you are listening, and I'm so embarrassed that this is happening today. Honestly, this never happens. Today has just been this ridiculous amount of crazy stuff happening, and it never, ever happens. I have no idea why all of this stuff is happening, except for I'm going to take a quick break from what we're talking about to let you know that I've been having this war with Time Warner Cable for exactly this reason. And I swear to you, they're doing this on purpose. I hate them. Um, All right, so what I'm doing is I'm disconnecting Dagny right now because she is not there, and uh, I need to let her know. Oh, she's back. Oh, I see her. She's back. Let's see. I'm unmuting her. Are you there, Dagny? I'm I'm on Skype now. You you what? I I talk radio direct connection page because oh. even though even though it said that I was connected I was hearing dead air and I kept trying to dial back in and it wouldn't call me in and I checked my internet connection and my internet connection is great um yeah and there was nothing there so I thought well let me try Skype again so uh I'm I'm here on Skype <laughs> Okay well, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you heard what I just said, but I was just saying how I have, you know, some new listeners today because of the, the group that I joined and how embarrassed I was that this is happening. And I swear to you, it's Time Warner Cable. They're out to get me because I'm in a war with them right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I've been fighting with them. I've been, I, like, a, a very public battle with them. So I, I swear they're doing this on purpose. And they, I mean, it's always at like the, the most inconvenient times. When my husband was watching the, the Super Bowl, they like completely shut off our TV. Oh my God! It's just, it's just like it's just like always at the worst, uh, the worst possible times ever. And like when I have like a huge project due and I work from home, you know, like they just—it's always like the, the worst possible time. So. And of course, today when I've got like a bunch of new pals listening, you know, it's like constant interruptions to my service. I'm, 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 I can't even get onto my internet right now. I'm literally hosting the show from my cell phone right now. It's ridiculous. So. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at who may be listening. I think we may have Larry, John, Linda, Joanne. I think that's a few folks we may have out there. Um, yeah. I see a whole bunch of uh, guests in the in the chat um yeah. so hello everybody thanks for listening to our cuckoo crazy show today <laughs> we are trying to hang in there so anyway you know what just to wrap it up folks click that uh just to be talking about downsized divas um click the link that uh tanya has provided and you're going to see lots of information if you want help and support with losing weight, getting fit, improving your health, and you're interested in sharing your experience so that others can learn and feel motivated and inspired, and you love getting free stuff. There you go. If you love getting free stuff, we're going to choose between four and maybe up to six people. So look for that application form and, and fill it out. Yeah, so 
So, and and really, we should sort of um, highlight. We we definitely want. It's it's sort of like we want you know, between four and six people to really star in the campaign. And so it's, you know, the campaign will involve, you know, the social media aspect of it, some videos, the radio campaign, and on the blog. We really are looking for people that are going to be motivational and inspirational, that are going to put the work in, that really want to change their life and lose weight and and motivate people to do the same. And, you know, um, we're not looking for people, you know, we're not looking for any size specific or, or you know, like don't let, I'm trying to say this in, in the right way. We, there's no range that we're looking for. There's no, there's no weight limit. There's no, no restriction limit. There's nothing. So please, if all we're looking for is someone who's motivated, that's it. That's it. So it's, if, if this sounds like something that inspires you, then please do please do apply. We we want to hear from you. So just um, and the links are on the radio show page right now. But we'll also put those on social media. So if you follow Dagny or me, um, just look for those. We'll post those a little bit later as well on social media. Um, and if you have any questions, contact either one of us, and we'll be happy to answer the questions. So we look forward to hearing from you. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I think that that wraps up everything. And for more information about Downsize at Home, you can visit uh, downsizeathome.com or contact Dagny, and I'm sure she'll be happy to tell you more about that as well. Oh, and you know what, yeah. Dagny? We should tell them about the free workouts, right? Oh, yeah. You know, on Downsize at Home, this is something that we'll be talking about um, when we start talking about the Downsize Divas on the program um and oh there's going to be a facebook group right mhm yeah we're going to yep. we're going to yep. have a a facebook group um where everybody can share and talk and um you know give each other uh words of support and motivation but also we want to be very action focused you know support and motivation is fine but sometimes you, you need to come up with a good plan you know um, and so we want to be very action-focused. Um, but on the Downsize at Home website, every week there is a new free workout. We call it the free wow, the free workout of the week. Get it? Free wow? Get it. Yeah. And um, it's almost always a no-equipment-needed workout. And we're going to start featuring exercise of the week. We're going to pick an exercise out of the free well um, for everybody to learn and ask questions about and try to get really good at, see how many reps you can do. Um, it's it's just a great way to get started. Um, you can if, if you're not sure if you want to get going with downsizeathome.com quite yet, try the free well, see what you think. And I can't tell you how many people write in to me and say, I'm so proud I was able to do 10 minutes of that workout. You know what? If that's what you can do, that's fantastic. Everybody's got to start somewhere. That's the whole idea behind Downsize at Home. Exactly. Great. Okay. So now we're going to move on to some news topics of the week. Before I do that, I just want to remind people, we're going to open the phone lines. Uh, the chat is, I believe, open. I'm just, you know, there's been so many technical problems today. 
I can't tell. I'm looking at my screen. Uh, you know, my internet connection is shot right now, so I can't tell if the chat's open or not. I think it's it is. It's open. I'm typing oh, on great. it. Awesome. Okay, I can so I can see the chat now because I got out of the Blog Talk Radio direct connection. Okay, perfect. So the chat is open. Again, if you're not in there and you want to be, go to either backstagepassradio.com, scroll down, and you can either sign in as a guest or using your Blog Talk Radio username, and um, that is on the bottom of the page. Or if you're, if you, um, oh, they're my co-hosts. They're barking now, of course. And um, and or you can just go directly to the page, uh, the direct link for this show, and do the same thing. Go to the bottom of the page and, and log in. Or if you would like to call in and, and talk about some of the topics that we're going to discuss in just a minute, you can call into the show at three four seven. Eight five seven two zero five two, or call in using your username on Skype. Doing the same thing. Now, here's the difference: when you call into the show, uh, if you use Skype, we'll be able to see your username on Skype, and so we'll be able to introduce you on the show that way, which is really helpful. Uh, if you call into the show using either a landline or your cell phone, the only thing that we have to identify you on the switchboard is your phone number. So. Uh, we'll introduce you with your area code or uh, your area code and the first three numbers of your phone number. Of course, we won't give out your entire phone number, but we have no other way to introduce you. So it's sort of an awkward way to say hello, but it's the only thing I have to introduce you. So, but, but we would love to hear from you if you are calling in about any of the topics that we're about to discuss. So the first thing up is sort of a segue into um, – into our our topic of the day, which um, the first one we're going to talk about is this uh, Nicole Arbor story, which is the Dear Fat People video. And, you know, I I really didn't even want to talk about this because it's just such a stupid video, and I I didn't want to give it any discussion at all. But I think it is a a good topic to segue into our, our larger discussion of the day. Um, So, I, I don't know, Jackie, did you did you see the video? I so have. I've, yeah, I've I've seen the video, and to me, um, it was nothing more than that person trying to get attention for herself by doing something that she knew would cause controversy, saying a whole bunch of things that are just like the same old fat people cliches that fat shamer, fat hater people believe about fat people. Um, yeah. She said absolutely nothing that was anything new or different or that we've never heard before just all the same old garbage about you know assuming that every fat person is lazy or emotionally broken or doesn't know that they're fat and has no clue about that they just stuff their face constantly and don't know right. that they're killing themselves so it was nothing but the same old cliche garbage Right. Okay. So, for anybody listening that may have not seen the video, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't even want to really promote it because it's just so ridiculous. But this is. It was a video by a quote comedian, uh, Nicole Arbor, and she is. Um, she's a YouTuber that I guess had a small following, now has a much larger following because of this video. And uh, she she calls herself the sexiest comedian. 
And so she did this video called Dear Fat People, which apparently was voted in by her by her viewers. And so it it was this video where she basically says, you know, fat shaming isn't isn't a thing, and then goes on to you know for like six or seven minutes just berating fat people. And it's you know the thing is is that I think that I you know everybody can be the the butt end of a joke at one point. There can be funny fat jokes. There can be, and and I think everybody can can take a joke every once in a while in good humor. And we can even be like you know there's a, there's a scene in the movie Pitch Perfect that I absolutely love where uh, Rumor Wilson is going to sign up for the um, the acapella group there with the with the sorority sisters. And she introduces herself as Fat Amy. And the girl says to her, you call yourself Fat Amy? And she's like, yeah, that's so skinny bitches like you don't say it behind my back. And it's the most real scene in the entire movie and where she simultaneously befriends the girls and calls them out on their shitty behavior at the same time. And I love it. And the thing, and it's funny too. It's funny at the same time. And I, I love that scene. But... This video was just, and it was just not funny. First of all, like there wasn't no, one it was mean spirited. It really was mean spirited, and it, there was nothing funny. Like you know, if there was like something humorous in it, I would have been like, okay, well, that was a little funny. Like nothing, nothing funny. And you know, there's been fat jokes that have been said that had a little bit of humor in it. You know, but it's just not funny. It wasn't. It was just completely mean spirited, and. You know, but even then, at the end, I was like, you know what? We've all said stuff that's stupid. You know, we've all made a joke that wasn't funny. Whatever. So, you know, and then I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe she made a mistake. So then there was a follow-up video where she was just like, I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. That's exactly what she said. And she then went on to basically say that you're killing comedy. And I was like, no, you're just not funny. (laughs) So... But now she's getting like all of this attention, and she's just eh. the, the thing I find more offensive than her video is the fact that she thinks she's funny, and um, and really, she, uh, like the the whole thing was just ridiculous. And and the more I watched her stuff, oh, look, I didn't watch a lot of it, but there was this whole thing about her. She was basically saying that she did this other video called Instagram Dear Instagram Models. So I watched a little bit of that. And she was also tearing into those girls, and and um, I found that one really weird too because she was just talking about Instagram models and how they're all posing and they're basically unpaid porn stars. And I just thought, well, wait a second, I don't see those girls on my Instagram feed. I see like National Geographic and the History Channel, and I'm like, I, I, if you're seeing those girls, that's because that's what you're looking at. So she's just really kind of a vapid person. But the the thing that is obviously a big issue is that it's all fat shaming, really. And she says there's no such thing as fat shaming, but, but then goes on for six or seven minutes fat shaming and berating. So I, what I did actually is I, I want to play a little clip because, oh, I don't know if I can actually play it. Shoot. Um Maybe I can. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I can play this clip because the one thing that I really found very offensive in 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 the video was that she actually was talking about a young kid. 
And um, she was talking about a young kid that was sitting next to her in a plane and how she was pushing his fat off of her. And, you know, if she's talking about adults, that's one thing, but then when she starts talking about children, that's a big deal. So I'm going to see if I can play this, and um, if I can't, I will uh, find out very quickly, but it's only about a minute and a half. So let me just press play and see if it works. Hold on. And they smell like sausages. And I don't even think they ate sausages. That's just their aroma. They were so fat that they're that standing sweat fat. Crisco was coming out of their pores like a fucking Play-Doh fun factory. So I wait an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes. Now I'm not going to have time to get Starbucks. I'm a white girl. This is an issue. I'm a family. So what? You got to butt me and ride in a golf cart and I'm sweating like a pig. But if I play an ugly girl in a movie, I get a fucking Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a formula to it, guys. Now I get on the plane, I find my lovely seat, I'm sitting in the aisle, and then a steward walks up to me. Hi, ma'am, I hate to ask, but we've got a disabled passenger. Would you mind switching seats? And of course, because I'm not an asshole. I'm like, oh my god, of course, yes. Oh, look, it's that family. And Jabba the Sun sits right beside me. Uh-huh. I just lost my shit. His fat was on my lap. It was actually on my lap. I took the handle and squished it down onto my feet. Your feet. I actually took his fat and I pushed it into his feet. And I held it. He was fine. He was just fat. Watching a movie. No. 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 Make, make better choices. Yes. Genetics plays a part in things to a degree. Of course. Big, sassy black women in church dresses are my favorite thing in the world. But I'm really fucking selfish. I don't want to keep you around. I have no idea the correlation between high notes and calorie intake, but I'm not going to question it. And I'm not saying all this to be an asshole. I'm saying this because your friends should be saying it to you. Think of me as ride or die. If you- yeah. <laughs> the faux concern, that's, that's the crappiest part about it, I think. And the, the, the whole bit about the kid, that, that really bothered me. Well, you know, yeah, you know, the whole concern troll thing is that's that's kind of a sticky issue um, because I, I can find that in many ways I would be what some people would call a concern troll myself. And, you know, that this might be a term that some folks listening are not familiar with, Um you know, you can get called a concern troll if you're somebody who talks about, well, I'm only concerned about your health. Well, you know, the thing is, though, is that you can be concerned for someone's health. But the thing is, is that I think where the difference between you and her would be is that you're armed with information. Yeah. Um, you know, well, like something, not. yeah, um, like for example, um, I always like to say that I am pro-choice weight loss surgery. Um, first of all, cause I'm just kind of like pro-choice about, uh, any kind of healthcare decision. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's a, that's a very it's a deeply personal decision, and, you know, I trust people to make their own choices. Um, so uh, I never say that um, I'm, like, promoting weight loss surgery for anybody, or uh, I, I like to say I'm choice. It's it's up to you, and if, if you feel like it's not something that is for you, well, that's, that's where you are with it. Um, right. 
but when people say things that I know are extremely inaccurate, like ridiculously so, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, there are a lot of people who really, really like to seriously criticize weight loss surgery. And unfortunately, a lot of those people will be um, larger people themselves. And we could devote a whole show to talking about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, I I remember just to give you an example, I got into a really horrific Twitter flame war with a fat activist person who was posting that 95% of weight loss surgeries had complications. And she was trying to make this sound like that was a fact. Um, And so I started questioning her, where is she getting this statistic from? And she's telling me that she's getting it directly from, you know, weight loss surgery uh, websites and stuff. And what I tracked down that she was referring to was some information that said that people could have complications including nausea and pain at the surgery site, which would be true for any type of surgery you have. But for her to say what she was attempting to make it sound like this was some terrible thing, that her, quote, complications meant really terrible things. And, you know, other people that try to claim that surgery has very high failure rates and just, you know, just a lot of criticism that is uninformed and ignorant. And it's like, why are you trying to, to say this? What is your problem with with surgery or people who have surgery you know it's there's accurate information people who are interested in it need to do their homework and learn about it because it's going to be a personal decision for them and the only person who needs to you know be comfortable with that decision is that person so they need to do enough research to feel like they're making the right choice for themselves okay um, so when I, when I say something like that, when I try to defend that, you know, people need to be comfortable and free to make that choice for themselves and not be criticized, I will get treated like a concern troll by the fat activists. So being a concern troll can come from all angles. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back just a little bit to, to back to Nicole. So I, I get what you're saying, but the difference I think is it, the concern troll thing is is an odd thing because the, there's concern troll with informed information and then there's uninformed information like this person you're referring to where they're taking information and then reforming it to what they want it to be. But then there's someone like Nicole who is with no information, period. And the thing that she has done. She was on The View, actually. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. When I was looking for the video, I saw that she was on The View, and they skewered her, which was awesome. And she wanted to – she was sitting next to Joy Bear. And oh, she no. Was saying, oh, yeah, and Joy laid into her. It was awesome. And um, and she basically said – you want to act like you're you're doing it to um to uh, out of concern you and that's bull and she was just she was totally laying into her and I was like I love this woman right now 
But and that's exactly right because the thing is is that she wants to now that she sees that people are angry about it, she wants to play the concern card like she's actually doing it to bring awareness when in fact she's done nothing to present any type of information at all about food desert or poverty or how any of that plays a role in in childhood obesity into obesity in general how genetics play a role how any of that uh, any of that plays a role and the and the problem is is that her audience is is just oh god the dogs are driving me bananas right now I'm sorry but that uh, her audience doesn't do any research into that kind of stuff they just perpetuate fat bias and fat hate and so you know where where that becomes a problem is when how do you solve the problem of obesity when people are not taking it seriously when people aren't doing the research and they're not looking into how this is a problem and how do we find a solution to such a huge pardon the pun or the the, the wrong words there but how do we find a solution to this problem when people are just making a big joke out of it you know like there's not a serious people aren't taking a serious look at it they're just making a joke about it and then this this video is going around and it's just perpetuating that awful bias that awful stereotype which then leads us into this next story then we've well, got you know this- you're you're going into a lot of what is the basis of my writing and I know where you're going with the com- with the conversation, and I'm going to lead you right back to it. Um, okay. You know, something something that you said I think is very very important about how can we begin to address obesity. You're saying, you know, if we treat it like a joke, you know, a lot of the basis of my work because I've lived it myself is I feel our culture puts so much emphasis on what they assume are the causes of obesity. Our culture would like to believe that every person who's fat is fat because they're undisciplined, weak-willed, have no self-control, just total pigs for food, complete food addicts, want to do nothing but stuff their faces all day. At the very, at the kindest, they want to believe that fat people are emotionally wounded and weak and have some kind of problem. You know, I spent my entire life getting treated like I must be overweight because there's got to be some kind of problem and we have to figure out what it is and fix it. You know, fat people get treated like they like they are broken and wounded and their fat is proof of that and that they have to fix themselves and that weight is some kind of indicator of emotional stability and it's we cannot generalize about people that much when you really dig into body weight and the way our bodies manage fuel the way we all experience food it's so vast and diverse and so different for everyone it really is uh practically impossible to narrow down one particular cause and to treat everyone in a particular way and make all these assumptions. And that's actually what I try to do with with my work. But, you know, where we want to go with this conversation, actually, 
and I, I think I'm I think I'm gonna start the segue for you maybe. Um Well let me let me interrupt you for just one second go because for it. I my original my original reaction to the video was to do a video response, but then I was like, nah, I don't I don't even want to like. Well somebody this. did. Well a lot of people did actually. Yeah. But yeah, my a lot of- I wanted to title my video, Dear Gene Pool Lottery Winners. You know, like, the thing is, is that this girl, I actually, when I, when I watched, you know, I didn't do, I'm talking like I did all of this research and watched all of these videos of her. I really didn't spend very much time on her. But, but the thing is, is that I do kind of feel bad for her in a way, because when I watched what I did, I realized that, you know, first of all, just because you're a good-looking mom and you're a good-looking dad, had sex nine months later you popped out and basically won the gene pool lottery does not in any way qualify you to bitch to the rest of us about fat people i'm sorry like you you won the lottery like you you've never had to deal with any kind of weight issue ever and i'm sorry that because some heavy people had to get ahead of you in a line. You had to wait five more minutes for your Starbucks coffee. Like, life is tough, Nicole. Get over it. Yeah. She's, I mean, you know, so she's just a whiny, leftover high school cheerleader who is desperately trying to find attention online. She has no discernible talent, and she is – is. I, I didn't realize that she's 30 years old, and then I – realized that her video, well, first of all, she had a video posted on her Twitter account where she was doing a stand-up comedy routine, and she it was obviously an older video of hers. She came out, and she was just playing up to another really old and dated stereotype, female stereotype, where she was basically a blonde bimbo, like dumb blonde bimbo stereotype, and that was her comedy routine. And she's, she's all of her comedy routines are these like tired old dated not funny routines and she's she's just not funny and and I and she's clinging she's just clinging to this old and I'm like I just want to say to her you know you're a pretty girl and that is going to fade soon and you know you're gonna you're you're clinging to that right now and you're making fun of other people Sooner or later, your looks are going to fade, and then that vapid inside that you are that you are right now, that awful, ugly inside, is going to be matched on the outside, and then you are going to have made so many enemies. And I just feel really bad for her because she doesn't have any substance at all. So, uh, you know, it's just it's. I really just feel bad for her more than anything, and I, you know. Her 15 minutes is just about up anyway, so. It certainly is. It certainly is. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say about her. But that does segue, you know, that whole fat shaming thing. And all. And the the worst part about the video is is not what she said, and it's not all of that. I mean, that's all old and tired and gated. The comedy is really lazy. It's not funny. It's, it's not comedy at all, really. The worst part was really all of the comments and all of the, the hate that came out from it, all of the responses, and you just see how prevalent fat hate and bias and prejudice really still is. And so, and, and all of those ugly stereotypes that, that are still there, really are. And so, you know, the people who are trying to fight against that and trying to find solutions to 
this obesity crisis and problem that we have are still having to fight against that. And and so when something like that comes out and we've got all of these people who come out of the woodwork saying, yeah, I agree with her and, and fat people are awful and, and all that stuff seems, quote, okay again. And then we have this, this fat guy across America. So... <laughs> That's where we're going now. <laughs> you know, I I want to make just just one quick uh, final comment about the Nicole Arbor thing. Um, you know, and and then segue into talking about um, our guy, Mr. Eric Heights. Um, you Prince. know, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> Prince, Prince Eric. Prince. Oh, <laughs> okay. I I didn't know where you were going with that. Um, a, a an issue with fat shaming is you know normally when when someone wants to respond to shaming the response is to say that you are not ashamed to be the thing that somebody is trying to shame you for you know that's and we we see the best example of that of course with like the gay community um you know Harvey Milk said that you know that the thing they needed to do to to end discrimination was for gay people to come out and to be proud to be known as being gay. And, you know, that continues to be true today. And, of course, now more than ever, people are more comfortable than they've ever been to be able to be out and let it be known that they're gay. And you can't shame a person like that. You know, it used to be like some kind of strange insult to try to tell somebody, oh, you're so gay. You know, it's not an insult anymore. Well, when it comes to fat shaming, um, you kind of run into a problem in that you don't really want to say, well, I'm proud to be fat. Uh, Not really. Um, And then fat activists say, they they get caught kind of in a catch-22 in that they feel that if you go ahead and lose weight, that you are actually asserting that being fat was indeed a bad thing, and you are validating the fat shamers by admitting by when you lose weight that you didn't want to be fat either. They were trying to tell you to lose weight, and there you went and did it, therefore you are validating them. And it's you know it's, a it's very kind of a, time. yeah it's a very tricky place to be stuck in, um, and then we run into someone like Mr. Eric Heights who uh, people like you and I have a lot of difficulty with because we're seeing someone who appears to be embodying everything that fat shamers want to complain about, and right. it's every every bad fat person stereotype every single thing. That every person, every person who hates fat people will throw out there, every bad stereotype is exactly what he's doing. Everything that every everything that I, as a fat person, would work so hard to not be, is exactly what he does. And, and it's so upsetting. It 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 is, and I, in a lot of ways, I also feel. I have to kind of feel bad for him in that now this is this is just one example of many um and we we have discussed this and we've talked about this in uh the Facebook group that I that I started um mm-hmm. which I, I now I kind of wish I had come up with a snappier name for it now that the name for it seems long and awkward 
Um, you, you know what, Daddy? I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. I I should I should let's just before we start launching off into this conversation, um, for for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, let's just give a, a quick rundown about what we're discussing. So. Um, this is uh, this is uh, the fat guy across America, and for for anyone who's not familiar with the story, this is the story. First of all, before I even launch into this, I just want to tell people that I did reach out to them. So this is Eric Heights, and he is from Illinois, and he is a five hundred. He's from Indiana. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong state. You're in Illinois. Yeah. Um, don't give them yeah. to us. <laughs> so he's from Indiana. He's five hundred and sixty pound man who um by his own admission said that his life was uh pretty much in a shambles. He had a he really he had lost his job, he had lost his wife, he had become um a, a hoarder, um he lost his home, he he had pretty much just lost everything. Uh he was five hundred and sixty pounds in business he ever worked with. Yeah. And he decided that he was going to win back his wife. Um, and in fact, like actually, I'm going to read what he put on his website. He said that he was going to be—he was going to take back his life. He was going to be riding a, a bicycle from the east coast to the west coast to prove to his wife that uh, to prove to his wife that his lo- that he was going. Actually, I'm just going to read what he put on his on his uh, website. He, just read it, hon. Yeah. I blame the proclaimers. I really do. I will be riding a bicycle from East Coast to West Coast for a few reasons. One, to prove things to my wife and my love. Two, to take back my life, my health and to lose the pounds I've collected over the years. As of right now, I'm 560 pounds. I will be blogging and video blogging the whole trip and interviewing people along the way. After I complete my trip, I will write a book on the experience. Um, and then he, so he started this website called FatGuyAcrossAmerica.com, and he opened it up for um, donations, which originally was to what did he say, Dagny, that he was gonna uh, just to help help with camping and food um, and to keep him dry and and you know, uh, yeah, and and at some point he also made a claim that um, it was just to provide a means for family and friends to get money to him. Um, he started an Indiegogo campaign earlier in the year that only raised about twenty seven dollars, and then he started a GoFundMe campaign that when he originally he didn't have this this angle about winning his wife back. And then when he started the GoFundMe campaign, he added this angle of winning back his wife, who there's some evidence that she had become involved with another man, uh, was possibly engaged to him, I'm not sure, but there's plenty of Facebook pictures of the two of them together, um, and that he, Eric wanted to win the wife back, and he added that angle to the story. And the GoFundMe campaign has picked up more steam. He's collected a little bit over $11,000 at this point. Um, and that's just GoFundMe, not including his PayPal account, which he also lists on the website. Yes, which we don't know. Nobody knows how much um, uh, how much uh, he may have collected through, through PayPal. Um, but we did do a little research. GoFundMe, and, and you were aware of this as well, GoFundMe lets you withdraw money immediately. So just because we see that the total balance he's collected is a little over $11,000, he could have completely tapped it all or mostly out by now. There's the Nobody has any way of knowing that. Um, right. But 
yeah, but he's been able to get media attention now, which has driven some donations. And, of course, he has a Facebook group himself for Fat Guy Across America. And that that's where we see a lot of, of what we we talk about. Right. So... When we so when we originally started following the story, of course it seemed very inspirational to a lot of people. He's 560 pounds. He was going to get on a bicycle, ride across the country. So anybody who's ever struggled with their weight would, of course, be interested in the story. Um, but then some questionable things started popping up, and people were understandably curious about that. So um, I personally reached out to him and also to his wife. And then they also had um, a a media company that started to work with them, which they were supposedly going to um, start documenting. Um, First, they were calling it a production team. They were going to start filming um, a documentary, and then it was, I don't know, like a reality series. Nobody could really tell exactly what it was. But they told me to speak to them about interviewing them on the show. So I spoke to them, and I was ignored quite a few times, even though I reached out several times to talk to them. And then at some point, the wife, Angie, contacted me, and I again offered to interview them on the show. And I I said to them that I had some questions. I was writing about um, the story, and I told them that I had heard about these questionable things, and I wanted to ask them, about them and um, and basically, you know, give them, and I, I did say this, I said, listen, I would like to ask you about these things and I want to ask you in a respectful way, but I do want to ask you, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that these things are not out there. I want to ask you about them and give you an opportunity to discuss them in a respectful environment. And, um, and they said, well, we want to know which questions you're going to ask in advance. And I said, well, I don't really think that that would give an authentic interview, so I I would really prefer not to do that. However, you can let me know if there are any questions that are off limits, and I think that that's a fair compromise. And they said, no, absolutely not. So they refused to interview with me. I gave them several opportunities to do that. So I want to just put that out there right now before we even start talking about this. And then, of course, Angie Angie sent me a bazillion different crazy messages online. And then I have been blocked from all of their sites. I'm not allowed to ask questions anymore, as most people are not. As uh, And we'll get a little bit more into that. But so as more and more things started popping up, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, people were blocked from asking questions. They were deleted from the group when they started asking questions because more and more questionable things started happening. And um, it's it's come out that Eric Heitz is not the person that he um, wants people to think that he is. So that's where well, you know, I I actually I called him on the phone uh, way back when when I mm-hmm. and I think that the opinion that I had initially was the opinion that a lot of people shared. Um, I came upon the story when uh, there was a period of time when he was essentially stuck in Tiverton, Rhode Island. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to do a little bit of a timeline, um, and this kind of also gives us some insight into what his real uh, ulterior motives were here, Um, because he, he acts like this whole thing is about changing his life and winning back his wife and all this kind of stuff. 
But it's rather interesting that he began his trip by visiting uh, a, a man who goes by the name of Irish Mike. He has a reality show on the Discovery Channel. Um, the The story is that Eric did not know him, but kind of pestered him until he could get an invite to come meet him where he lives on Martha's Vineyard. And that's where Eric began his trip, visiting Irish Mike at Martha's Vineyard. During that time, you can see in his Twitter account that he was doing tweets and using hashtags for pretty much every reality show network, all kinds of media outlets, making a very blatant attempt to draw attention to himself and I personally believe, I'm expressing an opinion here, disclaimer, disclaimer. Uh, my opinion is that he tried to get in with a reality show person with a, a hope that by contacting this reality show figure, he might somehow be able to get a connection at Discovery and get somebody at Discovery interested in his story and you know, immediately start uh, getting some kind of um, financial support for what he was trying to do. Um, I didn't know that at the time that I first saw the article that he was stuck in Tiverton, Rhode Island with a seriously crappy little bicycle. He didn't have much media attention yet, so I think he didn't he d hadn't made very much money through his GoFundMe at the time. He did appear to be camping that is kind of an issue now um, that's been drawn into question. Um, he spent a long time in Tiverton, Rhode Island because essentially he just destroyed his bike. He was on just like some kind of a Walmart bike, which was never made to support a 500-pound person, and he pretty much just destroyed it. And when I came upon the story, my first thought was, this guy is going to kill himself out on the road somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, he he's yeah. com he completely unprepared. Everybody unprepared. realized that very quickly. Oh, totally. He did not even have any kind of a route plan. He was dragging a trailer that was supposedly as much as 300 pounds. Um, when I talked to him on the phone, he didn't even seem to have any sense that this trailer was some kind of a liability. Um, he was bragging to me that if that he would drag it if he had to, um, and he 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 just seemed to have no concept of the scale of what would be needed to actually accomplish a bike trip country, even if you had all the time in the world to do it. You know, it's it's a feat that people who are in good physical condition would find daunting. It's a feat that you still need to plan for. And he appeared to have absolutely no planning at all. And I called him because, and he has seriously twisted this around. Uh, earlier in our conversation, I talked about the, the young man here at our gym, Chris, who was 547 pounds, not too far off of Eric's top weight, who lost a lot of weight, did the planning and work, and pulled off a successful cross-country bike trip in two and a half months. 
And when I called Eric, my offer to him was that I would like him to, I wanted him to think of us as maybe a plan B, that if he could not accomplish the trip, if he ended up not being able to make it, and I did feel that that was quite a long shot, that he was in Indiana, he's not very far away from Chicago, come come see us here at Downsize Fitness, work with us to start losing some serious weight, uh, work a bit with Chris, learn about how to really plan a trip, and take a shot at the trip a second time. Um, I offered him a plan B kind of idea. Um, I was I expressed concern to him in the phone call that I really thought, he, I genuinely felt that he could hurt himself, maybe even die. And his responses to me were just so glib and so trite and so condescending. I couldn't believe it. I asked him about, well, you know, are you prepared? I will never forget the comment. He, the response to me was, yes, I've got my gold bond and my utterly smooth. What? I know. <laughs> he seemed what? to think because because he had some kind of cream to help with chafing or something, that that's all he needed to be prepared. I asked him about oh, nutrition. God. What you know? What was his diet plan for losing weight and staying healthy out on the road? And his response was, uh, "I've got plenty of Shakeology. He's got oh Shakeology God. from Beachbody. Um, he just he just didn't seem to have any concept at all of what this this whole cross country bike trip was going to entail." Well, I mean, but that's and that's been the whole thing from the beginning, you know. I mean, we've we've seen, um, and this has been the, this has been the 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 problem that a lot of people have complained about is that he's had some excellent advice given to him from from people who have either gone through this already themselves or who are qualified nutritionists or uh, or professional cyclists. Or who have dropped um, tremendous amounts of weight, weight themselves, you know, people who have who have excellent advice to give to him, and you know, and I can understand sometimes, you know, maybe feeling a bit on the defensive. I mean, if you're if you're getting pe- people that are constantly throwing advice at you, I can understand, in a way, being on the defensive a little bit. I can totally understand that. However. If you're 560 pounds and you know that you have to make a huge change in your life, you have to step back for a second and say, all right, clearly I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, clearly I've gotten to a point in my life where I need to make a change and what I'm doing is not working. So you have to take a step back and say, there is some advice that I have to really listen to. He has listened to none, not one single bit of it. And he is, and it's not as though he's sit, sitting at home in his house, saying, "All right, I need to make a change." No, you are on a bicycle about to ride across the entire United States of America. Like this is something you have to really listen to someone else who has done it. Like this is not. Yeah, I, mean, you're, I, can, you're I know. I about terrain and environments and like I mean this is not the the only the only 
ex- the only explanation is that he has no no absolutely no um he's just not going to do it like he, no he has sense. no he has no sense well you know no, i like has- i I I don't know if this is, uh, you know, um, kind of presumptuous of me, but when I called him with the offer, I honestly thought that his response would be something like, wow, thanks, I really appreciate it, I'm going to do the best that I can, but it's good to know that if I don't make it, I could have a plan B and I could still give it another try. Because my assumption was... Really, my assumption was that making the trip itself was like his real life dream, and if he couldn't try, if he couldn't accomplish it on the first try, he would he would try it again as much as he thought. Um, but he just it he did not he didn't seem Sorry. to care. Um, and when I think I, he has no um, no real desire to do it. That's the thing. Like I I think right. that. Um, I think he. I think he's all talk. I think that the this is, and we've discussed this a little bit. I think that he is a person that is all about talk, all about the show, not about the actual doing. And, no. and so, well, you know, we've had. I've been able to see some private message exchanges that he's had with some people, and it's very obvious to me that he has seen this. And okay, I'm gonna once again say disclaimer, disclaimer. This is my opinion that it's always been his assumption that this could be a really great money-making scheme, that this was always about writing a book that he thinks would be a big bestseller. He told me that he expected to uh, get have plenty of royalties from the book. We talked about dealing with loose skin after weight loss, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to afford it after the book, um, and an expectation that getting some kind of a reality show was going to be his golden ticket to being set up for life. And he has made some comments recently that he has that expectation, not only for being able to set himself up, but his family as well. He's, it has become, there has been some talk that his family has sunk an awful lot of money in businesses for him that he has that he has uh uh failed and he's this is a guy who's always looking for a way to to make money with some kind of a scheme this was never really about making the actual trip but getting attention for doing it and i think that he has no concept of what it was going to really take to actually pull it off. And right. he, just, he just sees all of this as some kind of a money-making opportunity. That And and now we know for sure, Angie describes the two of them as B-celebrities. She believes that the whole world is watching them um, and that they're some kind of celebrities now. And that and 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 you know what? Bottom line, even if he actually got some kind of a TV show on some cable network, it's not going to set him up for life. And he doesn't seem right. to have, you know, I'm a self-published author myself, and I know people who have written books that they've gotten book deals. It is very, very difficult to make enough money off the sale of a book that, you know, you think you're going to be set for life. 
Um, I've known people who've gotten some pretty darn nice deals with publishing companies, but you know, there's there's a lot of expenses involved that the publishing company will charge back to the author, and you really have to have a huge bestseller to make us more than just a modest living. Right. And, and he just has no concept of this, and I think that he's done an awful lot of things that prove this has always been a money-making scheme in his mind, and he's really had no concept of what it would take to actually have to pull it off. Right. Well, and, and unfortunately, you know, the the problem is that I, I don't, you know, the thing is, is that uh, we should we should say this as well. You know, the the thing is this, is that no one, you know, it, it, as many of, there's a lot of skeptics out there now, which is unfortunate, because the thing is, is that, you know, when he started out, he had a lot of people who were really very, very supportive of his trip. And he has unfortunately um, lost the support of a lot of people because he has, quite frankly, lied to quite a few people. And, um, you know, anybody who's ever gone through a process where they are trying to lose a great deal of weight or if they're trying to make a big change in their life um, and, you know, big lifestyle change, um, most people know that in order to do that, it's important to track your changes, you know, um, most importantly, your weight, you know, just so that you can see these big differences that you're making in your life. Um, a lot of people track their, you know, these food journals to see what what kind of changes are happening when you make different changes in your diet. Um, and in this case, wh- where he's biking, um, you know, tracking what you're doing with your biking or the miles that you've you've covered or and in his case where he's talking about um writing a book um and he's made many many promises about journaling about about this and he's done none of that. I mean he's done nothing. There are there are no No, I mean in- you know the first thing he should have done if he was gonna write a book is get some really good photographs of himself before document his starting weight write some story about how he documented it um and have have that starting point well documented that's been an issue in itself nobody really knows what his actual starting weight was he has claimed 560 um we don't know where that came from he has at various different times claimed to weigh different amounts um he had one weigh in early on where he had himself weighed at some kind of freight uh, scale that had that is not really designed to weigh something that's down in the 500s. It's for weighing trucks and stuff, and it had like a plus or minus 20 pounds um, variation in it or something. Um, and now he's traveling with some kind of portable scale, but who knows how accurate it may be. And at some point in July, he posted on the GoFundMe page that he weighed 493 pounds. And about three weeks later, he weighed again with that portable scale, and he said he weighed 489, which four-pound change in three weeks, if you're a 500, you know, 400-some-pound person, that's barely a fluctuation. That's no weight loss at all in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we really don't know how much weight he has or hasn't lost. And when you look at his own photographs, he tends to stand 
in the very same way in almost all photographs. He tends to hold his body in a very similar manner. And it's very easy to look at multiple photos of him and compare them. And if you, uh, there have been some people who have combined his photos and kind of put them together using certain points to help scale them so that they can be in about the same relative size. He honestly looks no different to me in photos today than he did from the earliest photos we can find of him. And a 500-some-pound person who started out doing this for real should look dramatically different by now, and he does not. Right. And, and you know, even even aside from the weight, um, which is a big deal, um, he he's just his story changes so much and you know nobody i mean he's he just you know he's supposed he's taken $11,000 in donations and he's supposed to be riding across the country and for 2 months he was in Newport Rhode Island or close to it and um he spent a lot of time in two of the most expensive vacationing spots in New England and then um he just up and left and went home for what close to a week or or something like that, and now he's going back to Connecticut, and you know he's just there's a lot of conflicts in his in his stories. There's a lot of questionable things that he says and does, and so when people ask him about it, um, instead of answering, he deletes them and he deletes the comments, and they're blocked from the page. So people are starting to question things now, and there's a lot of people who are not happy with his progress, not happy with the things that he's doing, and they and they question his um, his sincerity. But even still, even with all of that, no one, including us, would be upset if suddenly everything changed and he said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on this bike. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get across the country, and I'm going to lose some weight, and I'm going to make some serious changes in my life. No one would be upset if that happened. The unfortunate thing here is that that is never going to happen because this man is completely full of it, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's very, it's a very sad thing because he has so much support financially and so many people have invested their hope into him. So, and what I realized, you know, I we've been following this, and a lot of people have been following this. And first of all, I have to apologize to people because I'm trying, I'm desperately trying on my phone to figure out how I can get people to um, to call into the uh, the show because I think we have some people who want to call in, and I can't um, for some reason I still can't get onto. Um, to the, oh, wait, can I? I'm going to still try and get in in a second. I'm going to have you talk in a second, Dagny. But um, I'm going to see if I can get people to call in because I know there's some people probably want to talk about this. But uh, sorry, I just lost, lost my train of thought here. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to get on the well, page Why don't there. you figure it out there for a second, and I'm going to make okay, a few you, comments. You know, um, you know, I earlier in the conversation, I made it real clear. You know, I I'm a person who was proud of myself when I did a minute on a recumbent stepper. I was so happy and proud of my former boss when he told me about running on a treadmill for a minute. I run a service that I urge people, if you can do a minute, five minutes, ten minutes of a workout every day, 
That is wonderful. That is excellent. Everybody's got to start somewhere. If Eric Heights had gotten out there with a bike, well, first of all, do some appropriate research so that he could do this safely and intelligently instead of like the dumbest possible way. Um, get out there and if he did if he did a mile a day, if he got out there every single day, got up in the morning, got started, did a mile a day, two miles, five miles, anything that it was physically possible for him to do. If he demonstrated any kind of awareness of truly changing his diet, if he actually talked about what he ate instead of just kind of like photo ops, oh, let me be sure that you see this picture of me drinking water and, you know, with some water and a banana. You know, every time he talks about his diet, he makes it a point. Ugh, and the banana. Jesus, this the is, banana. Yeah. This is very telling. Every time he talks about what he eats, he makes it a point to say that he will not give up certain foods. He'll say, this isn't about giving up what's nice in life. If I want to eat pizza, burgers, chili cheese fries, Philly Philly steaks, he'll say he's going to do it. You and I both know if you want to lose 100 pounds or more, and this is true whether you've had surgery or not, you reach a point where you know you have to be ready to do whatever it takes, and that includes making very dramatic changes in your diet, leaving certain things behind for a while. You know, pizza isn't going anywhere. And, you, you know, you can step away from it for a while. I was thinking before I got on this broadcast earlier today, I think I went for a period of about two years when I did not even drink a Pepsi once. And I remember being at a social event and they had a giant platter of cookies and I ate some cookies and I realized it was the first time that I had eaten some cookies in maybe about a year and a half or more. Because I made such a commitment to myself that I was going to do what I had to do. And you just, you have to reach that point. And I can tell from the things that Eric says, he's not ready. He's not there. He is not there. And the fact that there's no transparency, he won't talk about what he's eating. Um, He'll, he just, he just won't do it. And a lot of people point out the cycling community has kind of their own analogy to this. They've noticed that he expresses no love of cycling. He has shown no great interest in really being like a, um, in being really into it, really learning about the bike, really understanding how to ride. He's made no comments about what it's like to ride when you're a large person and experiencing the, you know, the physical experience of what it's like to be 500 pounds and try to ride five miles in a day. You're going to feel that. And he has said absolutely nothing. You know, I bought a bike about three weeks ago now and I could talk your ear off about it. Um, I could talk your ear off about it after my first weekend with it. And he doesn't talk about bikes. He doesn't talk about nutrition. He doesn't talk about having a serious commitment. He will say that he intends to eat pizza. (laughs) Um, He will take a photo of himself holding a banana. He's got several photos of food that is not what he should be taking photos of. I'm sorry. It's clear to me he has not reached that point where he... 
understands and accepts what it really takes. Um, you know, there are people in the Facebook group who have accomplished successful weight loss, and they have talked about what it took, how hard they had to work at it, how changed their lives are today. You and I know that's the truth. We know that's real. It, it, to me, Eric Heitz is just a person who has no sense of reality. He um, he has this idea of these grandiose plans that gets him all excited, but what it really would take to accomplish those plans, he has absolutely no sense of the reality of it. Right. It's it's you know, I you know I, I part of, part, sorry I'm I'm just uh, I'm logging in I'm I'm back in. I sorry you can hear you can hear my uh, my blog talk radio signing back in. Oh, I'm hearing myself twice. I am too. And now I hear completely dead air. I don't know if Tanya, are you there, hun? Hmm, Tanya's not there. I wonder if the listeners out there can hear me. You know what? Just in case you can, I'm going to go ahead and fill in here. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. Um, you know, we've 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 even seen that um, Mr. Heights does not do very much to to log his trip. Uh, on the days when he's made supposedly some long rides, we're not real sure how he got from point A to point B. It's it's always it always seems to be a little vague. Um, we're never quite sure when he's camping or maybe he's in a motel. Um, back during that Tiverton episode, there have been some people who live in the area who have come forward. Uh, I'm hearing some really strange sounds in the background. <laughs> um, I, I and I don't know if anyone is hearing me. I, I'm just. Are you there? Are you hearing me? I'm here. I am now. Me? I am now. Oh. I can hear you now. You Hooray! You've been gone, and I've been hearing strange audio coming in. In fact, I heard a little snippet of a Wendy's ad, actually enough. All right, so I'm here. Clearly, my dogs are as well. Yeah, can you hear them? Yeah. Can you hear yeah. me and them? Yes. Okay. Can well, you put them in fantastic. another room? I am. I'm gonna... All right, I'm muting me, getting rid of them. You talk. I'll be back in two seconds. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Um we know I I I want to be a little self-indulgent for a moment and say um it has been very bizarre for me that um Eric Heights has in many instances uh seriously seriously criticized me with claims that he believes I've spread all these lies. Um he has even told multiple people that he intends to file some kind of, believe it or not, federal restraining order <laughs> against me uh, from doing what? I don't know. Um, some kind of lawsuit for harassment. Um, he believes that I'm obsessed with harassing him. Um, I have no idea what the lies are that he claims I have told. Um you know, yes, I started a Facebook group for discussing his story because I thought it was so bizarre and fascinating. 
it just seemed like the most incredible train wreck I had ever come upon. And when I started that Facebook group, I actually had no idea how bizarre it was going to get. But now it even includes um, attempted murder, <laughs> people thinking they're be celebrities. Uh, so many bizarre twists and turns, as they say, folks, you can't make this shit up for real. Um, and it's very bizarre to me that Eric Heights uh, wants to believe that I'm some kind of very significant threat when, in fact, all I discuss is what he says about himself, what his wife says about them, and what my opinion is of that. And they have made themselves public figures, and we're all entitled to have opinions on what they say about themselves. I am back, Jagmeet, and uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Fantastic. Okay, so here's where I'm at. I'm on two different lines, so should Time Warner Cable decide to drop my internet again, I will still be on the line with my phone. And um, we're going to discuss the whole uh, public figure thing in just one second. Now... For those of you who have very patiently been listening, we've been talking a long time, by the way. Um, uh, thank you all for, for putting up with all of the um, internet. I'm telling you, this is I'm so horribly embarrassed for everybody who is listening in for the first time because this never happens. And uh, it's, I've just been having so much trouble with Time Warner Cable, and my internet has been just shutting on and off all day today. And, uh, and I've just, it's been like just this, ridiculous trying to call in on my cell phone and trying to get reconnected on the internet and I'm so sorry about all of that. So the the chat has probably been turning on and off and of course anybody who's been trying to call in has probably been having a problem. However, you can call into the show now if you would like to. So um, again, I'm going to give out the phone number and also if you call in on Skype, we'll be able to take the call. So if you call in on Skype, we'll be able to tell your username or if you would like to call in uh, via your cell phone or a landline or anything like that, the cell phone, um, the number, which I will put on the chat, is 347-857-2052. We won't know what your name is when you call in, but we'll identify you by your cell, I'm sorry, by your area code and the first three numbers of your uh, telephone number, and then we'll welcome you to the show if you would like to discuss with us what is going on. And we are, again, talking about the Fat Guy Across America story. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about that, it is at fatguyacrossamerica.com. And, of course, we would love to chat with you, especially if you're from uh, Jagdy's group that we have been discussing for, what, like a month now, Jack? Yeah, I think it's maybe been more than a month. And, you know, it's really funny. People say that they just get so wrapped up in it. It's something about it is so bizarre and entertaining that pe- people it? make like people make jokes time. like i have to quit my job to keep up with this because i can't tear myself away <laughs> seriously i've been i've been so busy with work for the past this past week i'm 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 like angry when i get home I'm like oh i've missed out on so much good stuff i can't i can't keep up <laughs> I know. I'm kind of glad that, like, the I have had one of the busiest weeks I've had in a long, long time this week. Um, and I was actually kind of glad that it got interrupted by their trip back to Indiana, which seemed to put everything a little bit – there was less going on, less drama. Um, 
you know, right after the murder attempt calmed down. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know, if somebody attempted to murder me, I'm sorry, but I would still be pitching holy hell about it. I would still be very intensely involved with the police and detectives and all kinds of stuff. I would still be freaking out. My family would be freaking out. It just seems like this whole murder attempt has really just blown over, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem that way? Well, we've discovered why that why that is, and and you know, I, the thing is, I kind of want to say, I, I'm I'm torn because there's just so much juicy gossip with this story, but I also kind of don't want to go there, you know. It's a, there's two there's two different sides to the story that I want to discuss. One is like the the gossipy catty side of me, and then one is the 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 actual like the 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 part of me that really wants to talk about you know the obesity problem and and the the really important stuff, and you know the the one of the things that if I can just go back to that for a second. One of the things um, with the story that I realized, you know, I was getting so angry when I, because there's two different pages on Facebook. One is this group that, that Dagny created, which is for the people that were skeptical about the story to discuss, you know, because because what happens with Eric's Facebook group is that it's it's he basically controls the narrative of what goes on there. So if you question him in any way and he doesn't like the question that you've asked or if um, he feels that you are in any way uh, bringing a negative light to his story, you are immediately blocked and deleted from the page. So, um, so it's not a fair representation of what's going on. And so, Dagny created a separate group where you could go and uh, discuss fairly what's going on there. So, a lot of people have come to that group, and there's it's not a secret. You know, you can you can see that the group is there. You can discuss that. We do not allow fat shaming there. So if there's any conversation like that that happens, she immediately just deletes it. It's really only discussed fairly some of the concerns, especially for people who have donated money and expected to see something a lot different than what's happening. So Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people want to keep calling it a haters group. And, you know, it's it's not a haters group. It's um, consider it kind of a skeptics group, a group of people who are just kind of fascinated by the whole bizarre train wreck aspects of of this whole story. But it is there there are people who seem to be kind of genuinely disappointed that they supported the guy. They thought he was sincere. They thought this was a real attempt he was trying to make. There are people who donated money to him and then they just they feel so disappointed when they see him just wasting so many days, maybe getting on the bike by noon. Um, you know, being so vague, seemingly misrepresenting things, you know, do well, just everything that we've talked about. And it's just made people very disappointed. And they come over to the group and they just want to vent their disappointment. And I don't know how many people I have posted to something like, hey, group hug, you know, yeah. um, they're genuinely disappointed. People gave him a lot of leeway, too. And the thing is, is you want to root for the underdog. And and in his case, you're willing to give him a lot of leeway because anybody knows that somebody who is 560 pounds is not going to jump on a bike and make a miraculous 180 right away. That's not going to happen. I mean, you're not going to just be like, 
immediately say, I love salads. I'm going to ride 10 miles a day. It's just not going to happen if you weigh 560 pounds. There is a lot of bad habits that are going to need to be undone, and there is, it is going to be baby steps as far as physical fitness is, is concerned. Everybody knows that, and everybody expects that, and everybody's going to be patient as far as that stuff is concerned. So there's going to be a lot of understanding that's going to happen. And so I think that as far as people extending their their hope and their um, their cheerleading is concerned, there were a lot of people that held out for a long time for him, and that's completely understandable. But after two months of just sitting around in Rhode Island, people started to get a little bit um, restless, you know, and yeah. that's when questions started to happen. And even still, even when people started asking questions at that point, they were still willing to to stick it out with him, you know, and be like, okay, all right. And, and at that point, um, right around then, that was when his wife Angie came out and that's when people started to get a little bit like, okay, wait a second, this is at a complete stall here. And they could see that she was a bad influence on him. As soon as she left and went back, he started to make a little bit of progress. And even at that point, I was like, okay, wait a second, he's actually getting on the bike here. Now, I still didn't trust him, but I had to give credit where credit was due. He was getting on the bike, and he did make a little bit of progress each day. And I, I was like, well, clearly you could see that she is a very bad influence on him because as soon as she left, he did make a little bit of progress. Not a yeah. lot of progress, but a little bit more than he had been making while she was there. Now, as soon as she's back in the picture, it is like it's like 20 steps backwards again. So Yeah, but you know what? I have to say, and a lot of people agree with me on this, that we're going to see now that they are back in Connecticut with a car, the car that was supposedly totaled in the murder attempt, um, it seemed to get repaired awfully quickly for a car that was um, supposedly lost a wheel at a high rate of speed on the highway, uh, managed to not be damaged all that much, and they could repair it at Sears and be back on the road and drive to Connecticut with it. Um, we've a lot of people, myself included, disclaimer, disclaimer, opinion time here, that we may be seeing a lot of air quotes mileage now. Well, I love how we always said, you know, westerly mileage or whatever. Um, because personally, I think now they're going to find that the wife's bike is on the bike rack on the back of the car. I think that they're probably going to get that bike to fit in the trunk. And that's going to make it real easy to throw his bike on the back of the car. And maybe he'll ride a mile, and then he'll get in the car and rest for a couple of miles. And then maybe when they're back on some flat straightaway, he might get back on the bike and ride for another mile. And then, you know, he gets tired, so he's got to take a break, and he'll throw the bike on the back of the car again. And they'll drive right. another few miles. And we may actually see a lot of mileage starting to happen just by amazing coincidence that the wife is right. driving a car now. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. And here's where here's where I have I, I realized this when I was when I was you know, I, I read our group stuff and um and I go through and it's great because everybody discusses stuff and, and it's you know, there's a lot of snark in there which I love because it's comical. It's but there's fun. also a lot 
it's yeah, but there's also a lot of really, you know, very straightforward observation of stuff that it's it's very clear to all of us what's going on. And I think that once you get even people that were formerly very supportive of him have finally come you know, it took a little bit, but they realized, okay, yeah, you know what, this is this is very obviously a, a sham. And, you know, they've gotten to that point finally. But I, I get I, – so I, I get a lot of laughs out of our group and, and validation that, you know, people are finally seeing, you know, like this is – you know, it's, it's quite obvious what's going on. And there's two things that make me extraordinarily upset about, about him and his, and his Facebook group. The first one is that with him, it's, you know, it's frustrating because, uh, you know, he's, he's been given this really amazing opportunity that, that not a lot of people get to change yeah. their lives. Right. And, and he's just pissing it away. And so that's, you know, that in itself is just horrible. Um, and and but the thing that, the two things that really upset me the most about it is that Okay, are we back? Uh, I can hear you now. Yes, you okay. you had said the two things that upset you the most, and I was waiting for those two things. What are they, hon? Okay, okay, here we go. So the two things that upset me the most um, are this. The first is that he lies, and the way that he lies is so incredibly insulting to everyone because he thinks that he's pulling the wool over people's eyes. And he is so, uh, they are two of the, I just can't say it in a way that is not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're two of the dumbest people I've ever encountered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, they are, they, for some reason, believe that they're quite bright. And, um, and they're just, so insulting in the way that they try to lie to people. It's just ridiculous. And they just, they're just incredibly stupid. Um, so uh, that's the first thing. But, the, but I realized the thing that, that bothers me more than anything else is the fact that the people that support him enable him. They, they support him in his laziness. They support him in his gluttony. They support him in the fact that he not only steals money from people, but he steals their hope. And that that is the thing that I find more offensive than anything else. The fact yes. that he has people that that are sitting at home wishing that they were that they had the opportunity that he has and they are they are pinning their hopes on him, it actually succeeding and, and even in the smallest way, even just succeeding a little bit, and they're so hopeful for that, and and that he is blatantly stealing that hope from him, and that these people are are calling anybody who questions him a hater, and that and then they say this is your journey, Eric. You take your time, and every little step counts, and blah blah blah. I find that so unbelievably offensive, and awful in every way, I almost find that worse than what he's doing. I really I, do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, really. I mean, I have so much trouble wrapping my head around it. And it's something that has, uh, you know, caused me to get fairly wrapped up in this story 
is because of the similarities that I see in what Eric does to what I've observed um, in my own life with my younger brother. Um, Mm -hmm. My younger brother is one of these people who will get very, very wrapped up in these grandiose plans that he shares with everyone, builds everybody's excitement up. He can get people pumped up with stories of some kind of great grandiose plan and all the fantastic outcomes that are going to come from it. And he will actually kind of get people to join in um, and become invested in the idea themselves. And when it doesn't work out, he will always have these explanations for what happened and you are supposed to accept his explanation and understand that there was something beyond his control that you're not supposed to fault him for. And if you criticize him in any way, you are the bad person for not believing in him because you should understand what was not under his control. And then he'll come up with some new grandiose plan. And it's always about these amazing outcomes that gets everybody all pumped up and excited. And I also... I don't understand, like, there there was a news article that people were responding to and uh, because that was one place where people's comments weren't getting deleted. And somebody who was a supporter of his posted something about, yeah, well, I'm going to say the one thing that decimates everything you haters want to believe, and that's because he's out there doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's at home. He's he's wasting time. He's eating cheese fries. He's going to pizza places. He's turning his, his GPS tracker off and on. He's staying in motels. He's asserting that he intends to eat whatever foods he wants. He's, you know, he's gone a number of miles down the road that a lot of people could do in a weekend. And then everybody's like, yeah, will you be 500 pounds and try it? Well, you know, if he had been doing something with legitimate progress every single day, you know, getting on that new step for one minute every single day, getting on that treadmill and running for one minute every single day, well, getting on that freaking bike and riding for one good mile every single day and then talking in a very realistic, sincere way about it, talking in a realistic, sincere way about what he's eating and his diet. But, you know, we haven't seen any of that. Right. And that's that's one of the things that I said. You know, nobody expects that he's going to be, like, super, you know, Iron Man. Like, everybody expects that there's going to be real real things that he needs to talk about, that he's going to need an emotional boost from people, that he's going to need to be like, this sucks today. Like, I hate this, you know? I I remember very well being 320 pounds, being like, I hate this today. I I just, you know, like, I want to go eat a pizza, (laughs) you know? Like, there's going to be days that it just sucks and that you're going to need people to understand that and be real about it. And then there are going to be days that you're like, I am crushing it, you know? And, that's going to happen, and but he's not real at all, ever. He, there's not, but, but you don't know. You don't know if he's having a good day. You don't know if he's having a bad day. You don't know what kind of day he's having ever at all. 
No, and never, the any, overwhelming any theme that we have seen from the people who are his supporters and people people over on our group have kind of turned it into a meme as well. His journey, your money. You know, yeah. um, everything that anybody might say, his supporters will jump up and say, yeah, well, it's his journey, his time, his way of doing it. Why are they so willing to just let it be 100% the way he does or doesn't seem to want to do it? Um, and you're not allowed to even say, come on, get out there, get up early for a change, get out there and start writing. And somebody will jump on them right away and say, it's his journey. And then they also want to try to criticize people and say, well, you're you're criticizing him because you're sitting at home on the couch and he's laughing everybody who's on the couch. When in fact, the people who are commenting usually are the, the kind of people who will go out and ride 20 miles that day after they put in a whole day's work. Yeah, it's, you know, I... I I imagine that somebody has said this, that the people that are actually sticking up for him are, are, you know, I hate to say this because I don't don't want to insult these people, but uh, the guess is that these people are, A, probably not the people that have donated money, and um, B, are probably not the people that are the ones getting up off the couch biking. So... um, you know, but I, I I find it really intriguing. Like, I, I just don't understand how what he does is interesting to them because there there really is nothing to be interested in. There's no, there's nothing, there's no type of update at all. There's never, it's always, the only update that's ever posted is we're going to do this tomorrow. We're going to get there. Like, there's never any substance at all, ever. No. So, I mean, he hasn't posted a blog entry on his website since August 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. His GPS did get turned on today. Um, he's traveled from... He was in Darien, and I can see where he is now. And it's kind of funny... The majority of the time when you zoom in on wherever he is, he's almost always really near a Dunkin' Donuts or actually he's near Joey B's famous Chili Hub. (laughs) He's he's always near restaurants. He's always near a Panera Bread or a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, it looks like he's at a bike store. He's at Dave's Cycle and Fitness at Valley Road and Schofield Street, and I'm not sure what city that is at this point. Let me zoom back. Um, I'm I'm not sure what city he's in. Maybe he's near Greenwich. I he's not very far beyond Stamford, which is where his bike was. Um, I don't know. I I don't really understand what this. Um, I usually. Uh, look up where he's at, and I go into Google Maps so that I can see how much mileage he actually traveled, and it's right. usually not very much. Uh, but it looks like he's at a bike shop right now. Um, well, you know, let's um, let's do this. I'm, I'm looking at the clock right now, and I'm actually not able to. Again, since my my internet is down, I'm not able to take any calls. So let let's let's do this. Let's um, 
let's kind of wrap this up and bring it back to uh, – I just lost my train of thought. Um, so as far as his, his writing and stuff, it's just, you know – for him, he's just not going to get anywhere. This is this is like it's so ridiculous that that he even, I, I, I you know he's just he's back to Connecticut. This is where we this is where we know. I I would be I want to like start taking bets <laughs> because he's in Connecticut. It's now uh, September what? What are we? It's the 18th. It's my dad's birthday. It's a, it's September 18th. Fall is upon us in New England. And in about a month, you could be looking at some snow. So, uh, you know, he's now saying, what, what is his plan from this point forward? He's supposed to be going, riding straight across to 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 California, taking what the southern route? Is that the plan? I yeah, I mean he he did he did publish this um uh this map that just showed the states in blue. It didn't actually show a map. It showed the states in blue that he was going to pass through, and it was kind of a U-shaped route that was, but he wants to come over to Indiana and through Illinois and then down south. I mean, at the rate he's going, when would he ever make it to Indiana? Um, And what time time of year do you guys in in the Midwest generally start getting snow right around the same time, right? Well, but we're going to start having the cold snaps, you know. I mean, that's the way this Midwestern weather is. Um, We're having a hot day today, but it's – and then it turns cold and you have a cold snap for about a week, and um, we could be having some pretty cold days, October, and by November, forget it. There there won't be any really nice days. Um, I mean, maybe not. It November is going to be the kind of weather that experienced cyclists would be prepared for, but not right. for him. Not for right. him, and certainly not for all this camping and crap. I mean, you well, know, that, I remember that... asking him on the phone, did he have experience with the outdoors and all this camping and all this stuff? And you know, he he doesn't have a clue, and and he he is so clueless that he will even post stuff like he recently apparently cooked up for dinner what appeared to be practically a gallon of these maple bacon cured beans for dinner. And he took a photo of it. I swear it looked like he was eating a freaking gallon of the stuff with an empty bottle of Coke in the background of the photo. And he's so clueless that he puts these photos himself. On his own Facebook page, he holds up the can of beans to show us what he's eating. That's the I, thing; he just doesn't have any concept. I just, you know, and part of me feels bad because he's just, you know, I just, I, I just don't understand how anybody could be that clueless. I just don't. I can't wrap my head around it. And believe me, I, I used to have a horrible diet. I never ate a single vegetable before I had weight loss surgery. Now I live on them. I love vegetables. I cook with fresh produce. I cook fresh products. I, I don't like anything that's processed. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty healthy eater now. But I, I was not before surgery. I fully admit that. So I get it. But even still, when I ate like that, I was pretty well aware of what was healthy and what was not. He seems really clueless. 
like just not even aware of what healthy no, is. No, I mean, you know, I just, I remember pretty early, it was pretty early on, it was right when Angie first joined him on the first day that they're out on the bikes together. He's posting photos of how they stopped for lunch at a barbecue place and had had pulled pork sandwiches. I, You know what? If I was out for a day of really good hard cycling, I would not want pulled pork, first oh, of God. all. Um, and plus, they were on bikes. They were going to have to get back on the bikes to keep going. And they're, like, showing off the pulled pork sandwiches to the camera. And I'll never forget, his explanation was, it's an all-fresh product. Yeah, he's just what? not... Um... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious when he went to Mystic Pizza in Mystic. He made a big deal out of how yeah. he he couldn't be in Mystic and not go to the big local tourist attraction, Mystic Pizza. He claimed he had broccoli and lemon water. It is true. Someone in our group, yes, it was someone in our group, actually called Mystic Pizza to ask what he had eaten. Yeah, he had a lot more than broccoli and lemon water. And after mm-hmm. after it came out that you know we that he got called out on this, then he claimed that he had ordered the cheese fries, but they just don't taste good anymore. And he just well, didn't want to eat back them. To what I was saying, you know, like I mean, come on, you you, you were he got busted, you know, it, it's. I mean, in a way, I felt bad. Okay, you know what? You got busted. Somebody called you out on it. It's embarrassing. Come on. Nobody believes that you pushed the cheese fries away. Come on. (laughs) You know, so I just, it's just silly. It's just silly the way he tries to cover things up. And I just, you know, I did feel feel bad for him. I I felt embarrassed for him, but still just, just men up, you know. I, I, you know, at this point, the the really the, the biggest the biggest problem that he has is his wife, and and she is just a work. Oof, that girl is cuckoo crazy. Like they, you cannot. We could not come. We couldn't make up the stuff that she. That no, she I mean, with. you know, she claims that she didn't uh didn't file a police report for this murder attempt because. Jesus was in her passenger seat or something or I you know I completely lose track. She's also convinced that they are as she calls them B celebrities now. My favorite line of what she has written uh about them is that their love is felt in strange buildings in Singapore. That's <laughs> my new favorite line. And she, yeah, and she misspelled she misspelled Singapore. Um well, it, I love it, that she calls herself a writer. She is uh, probably her passion. She considers writing and poetry her passion, and she can write a poem in less than three minutes. That's yeah. how you define quality. Okay, disclaimer: we're being a little catty right now. Yes, I, we are. I, I, yeah, we are. Sorry, this girl. <laughs> this girl is. She believes me. She has. She has written her own catty destiny. I will tell you that. Yeah, she is off her rocker. And uh, and and she is whew, she is a work of art. Um, I, you know, I I'm not and I'm not even gonna launch into how cuckoo crazy she is, but she is legitimately out of her mind. She really truly is. And the 
she is one of those she is one of those one of those Christians that uses the uh, I'll pray for you in place of the F off. That's that's her way of telling you to F off. And yeah. uh and yeah. Yeah, and she's and she's playing the Jesus card like you would not believe right now, which I find also equally offensive because she's realized that she's got the uh, the Jesus crowd hanging on her every word right now. So she plays the Jesus card in hopes that you'll donate some more money to her. And I and find that you know what I I just want to make a quick comment that um, you know I'm I'm not a religious person and I find that kind of thing really offensive, but I understand that that. People who are uh, very sincere in their faith are very offended by people who misuse and abuse um, faith in that way and misrepresent religious people. And I feel very badly for them. I understand how insulted they they feel. And um, that would be hurting them a lot more than it hurts me. I mean, I can just laugh at it. But those people yeah, really take here, it personally. I, and, you know, something else, I just want to make one more comment along those lines. It has come out through things that people have said in my Facebook group that there are people in that group who have struggled with very difficult life circumstances. They have struggled with genuine medical conditions that have been truly debilitating. Um, and when they see uh, Angie claiming to be dealing with all this stuff in life and talking about herself and making all these claims about dealing with certain, I mean, five years in 2010, she claimed that she had a terminal illness. Clearly she doesn't know what terminal illness means. Um, And she's still alive and kicking. (laughs) No. And my heart really goes out to these people that I feel um, they appear to be very deeply personally insulted by things that Angie has said, you know, I mean, I, I know someone um, whose child uh, struggled with a condition that Angie claimed she had my, my friend. Yeah. And you know what? I could get emotional if I talk about it too much. So I got to stop. You know, I'm sure that the years of pain and suffering my friend went through dealing with her child having that medical condition to see someone speak so lightly of it and tritely about it and to to use it as as a way to just get sympathy uh is just so it's upsetting it's depressing and um my heart really well, goes out to the people who feel personally insulted by this right well and you know and and I had talked about that too because she has she's it is not just one medical condition that she's talked about. She has talked about so many different medical conditions that she's been, quote, afflicted with. I mean, but you know you know that I've personally had to deal with many um, kidney conditions, and she talked about that. So I, I can relate to something that she's talked about and that she has just been so blasé about that I deal with on a daily basis that has that infuriated me when I read it. And that's, and you know, and I deal with something that, that, is manageable and then there are people in in that group that i know have dealt with things um on a much heavier level that have been very very upset about what she's written and the list of what she has that she has said that she has dealt with and not only just said that she's dealt with but actually started fundraisers to collect money to deal with these fake conditions that she's had this woman is despicable quite frankly she is an awful awful person and she 
when called out on them, will play the victim card. She's an awful human being. She's an awful human being, and we we joke and we're catty about it, but she really, truly is an awful human being. And, she is. And I, I mean, I, you know, it's the the very first thing that many of us learned about Angie was when she started writing about her so-called struggle with agoraphobia, and then mm-hmm. that same day, She's going out to karaoke and hanging out with people. Look, I don't think there are any agoraphobics who could go out to karaoke. Um, she she flies on planes. She drives cars. She goes out shopping. She goes to gyms. Uh, she's and, about to drive a car through New York, New York City's Times Square. Yeah, <laughs> and, she, and she has the gall to talk about having a vitamin D deficiency, which she doesn't seem to understand. Agoraphobics get because they never leave the house, right? It's from right. lack of sunlight, when you never leave the house. Oh, we've seen yeah. her outdoors plenty of times. Yeah, and she goes tanning. Because she's embarrassed of her pale skin. This is this is this woman is completely completely fried. She's just, and people fall for this. I know they believe her. She's she's not. I can't but handle it. I my favorite though is when she she private messaged me to kind of call me out on questioning her, and she said um, in re- in 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 response to agoraphobia and going out to karaoke. Uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing slightly because I don't have it directly in front of me, but she said, yes, people with agoraphobia can go out to karaoke. It's called conquering your fears. Is this over your head? And I was like, oh, Angie. Oh, Angie, come on now. <laughs> well, you know, this is a woman who bounced back from a terminal illness. Yeah, well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's a, she's a real true miracle, that Angie. It is. It was. It was truly shocking to me to um, come upon the uh, the terminal illness blog that she started, uh, because like everything else she did, um, it was just written. It was just so trite and so blasé. If you know, if I got diagnosed with a terminal illness and I started a blog to share my feelings about it, that would be one seriously depressing blog. As I struggled to face the fact I was going to be dead. And, you know, she and it just it's just not there. It's just absolutely not there. Um, And then many of us have seen the page that she put on a website called Caring Bridge, um, which there was some discussion about whether she actually got money from Caring Bridge or if Caring Bridge uh, is something that is raises funds that it makes uh, general donations to causes. Um, but to, to me, I felt that she was on Caring Bridge as a way to just keep the narrative going. Um, there's a photograph of her with what appears to be something on her neck, sort of to the side of her throat, that to me, it just looked like one of those little transponder things that they put on you to uh, monitor you. Um mm-hmm. She was trying to represent it as like some kind of a chemo port or something. And people in our group who, there are at least one I know of for sure, uh, a woman who actually was a chemo nurse, okay? And Uh I'm going to trust her opinion. And she's like, no, that's not a chemo port. (laughs) (laughs) And again, people who have actually dealt with that kind of thing and said, no, that doesn't look like anything I ever had to deal with. And I, it's all, to me, 
disclaimer, disclaimer, it's my opinion. I believe it's all a fabrication. And I think it's all some kind of sickness. I'm not even sure that she deliberately feels that she feels that she's deliberately setting out to deceive people. It's I always come back to a line from line from Seinfeld when George Costanza says, It's not a lie if you believe it. And I think that in in their minds they honestly believe it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I, 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 I think that they do. I think they are aware of what they're doing. I, I don't know that they believe it. I, I think that they've been called out enough times that they, they must know. I think that they're just generally. Um, they just don't want to work. I really do. I, I, I would. I think you're giving them a little too much credit. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of coming from a place of thinking about my brother. I don't think that, you know, when my brother was coming up with these crazy get-rich-quick schemes that he was thinking to himself, you know what, if I really build this story up good, I'm going to be able to get people to get on the bandwagon with me. I think that he really believed all of his own stories, but that it's this sort of this this point of cognitive dissonance where people just don't understand what's really going to be involved in the reality of what they're thinking. They cannot in their minds resolve what they want to believe with what the reality of it would truly be. Just like somebody would get on a bike at 560 pounds, a Walmart bike, and think that he's going to ride that across country and believe that he is completely prepared because he's got some kind of anti-chafing powder and cream and that, you know, he's he's got some beach body shakes and that's all he needs for nutrition. Yeah, so um, that is definitely not in right the right mind for sure. No, and but, but he he and and he honestly I think he seems to really believe that you know he's going to write a book and it's going to be some big bestseller and his he and his family are going to be set and he's going to have a TV show and it's going to be his golden ticket to everything but what would actually have to happen to make any of that true is just it's just so unlikely um it's just it's just not realistic thinking at all yeah and i don't well, think that, that i'm being pessimistic or negative i believe i'm being uh, once again okay disclaimer my opinion i believe i'm being realistic he would think i'm being a negative hater well so would all of his followers too but yes you know well i'm a terrible person he's going to file a federal restraining order against okay uh, we're still waiting, Dagny. I'm waiting. waiting. Well, I, I did I did send an email to that address that's on the Fat Guy website to let them know what my full address is so that they can be <laughs> sure to serve me papers. And I told them, you know, let me know when I'm going to be served. Let's get this going. <laughs> God bless you, Dagny. And on that note, my dear, we should wrap up because we're about to run out of time. Okay. So, first things first, thank you so much for being on the show and for being a co-host. We have gabbed for a long time, and I'm so sorry about all the technical difficulties for you and also for the callers and the chatters, because I know that that interrupted um, being able to chat and also for people to be able to call in today. And I am, uh, uh, let me assure you, I'm going to be giving Time Warner some holy hell in a little while. So have been uh, holy hell for a long time now. I have been. I'm telling you, these people are, I, they, 
right right now they already they promised me like this hundred and fifty dollar like visa gift card that I never got. They promised me a little bill that I never got. So believe me, they're I'm gonna be spitting fire at them in a little bit. Oh yeah, my god! I haven't. Oh yeah, it's it's the worst. Did you know? I this little little sidebar that they were worst. They were ranked absolutely dead last in customer service, not only in internet and cable, but in all U.S. companies, absolutely every U.S. company, <laughs> dead last. So, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. So a little, little tidbit of info for you all. So anyway, so I apologize about all of that, and of course it had to happen today on our little teaser show. But we did have a nice time chatting, and we filled up almost three hours, so we did all right to Despite those uh, those awful interruptions. Goodness so, gracious. Yeah. So, quick little um, reminder to everybody: today's show was sponsored by Wellness Liquid Vitamins and Supplements. Please visit them at wellness.com. W-E-L-L-E-S-S-E.com. Um, also by downsizeathome.com. Check them out. That's Dagny's company, and also the sponsor of Downsize Divas. And we are going to ask you to check out um, the link, which, uh, well, we've got a couple of different links for you to check out. The first is to let us know what day and time you would like to listen to the show um, once a month. And if you let us know that, you will be entered into a raffle to win a goodie bag full of stuff that we will mail directly to you. That link is on the radio show page. You can click on that, or we'll post a link later on um, social media, on Twitter, and also on Facebook. Then the second link is for um, where you will apply to become the star of our social media campaign, one of our downsized divas, to help motivate and inspire other people by losing weight, getting fit, and changing your life and others. And that link is also on the website, but you can find that on Dagny's page, on my page, and we'll post that everywhere. We would love to hear from you. Um, And you can find that at Soundsize at Home as well. And let's see, what else do I need to let you know about? Uh, I am, so I am going to be adding a um, a little sort of a uh, uh, a little a little tab at the top of Downsize at Home that you can click to find that application form to sign up for Downsize Divas. If you can't find the the URL, if you can't find the link, um, I'm going to have that up in just a couple minutes. So if you go to downsizedhome.com, you look at the top, you're going to see the little link that says, hey, if you want to apply to Downsize Divas, click here. So just go to downsizedathome.com. Perfect. Super easy. All right. And then follow us online, all those usual things. Um, To save the URL to listen in the future, it's backstagepassradio.com. Uh, you can find out more about Dagny by going to PowerfulHunger.com. And then uh, you can find out more about me, DivaTanya.com. And I think that that is it. If you want to listen to my, my regular show on Fridays, um, I'm on every Friday at noon Pacific Standard Time here in L.A. I do a lunchtime concert series where I play new music from around the globe. That's every Friday at noon Pacific Standard Time. Have your birthday against my dad, who is 69 years old today. He's such a youngin'. And I think that that's it. Jackie, thanks again for being on the show today. You are an awesome co-host. Thank you. All right. So that's the end of our program. You guys have a great weekend. And uh, I'm sure I will talk to you, Dagny, and everybody else on the boards. And uh, that's it. Have a great hey, weekend, and everybody. I, Get and on I your bike. Say, I want to say uh, have a great day to David, who has been listening to us all this time. Thanks a lot, oh, David. Thanks, David. <laughs> thanks, thanks, David. And thanks for listening. Guest, guest 
809. We love you, too. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> thanks who guest 809 is. Thanks a lot. Thanks for all of our pals. Thanks for listening, and thanks for sticking it, sticking with us, even though we had all these awful interruptions. We appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.